I like your fa- <laughs> I like your expression to Craig bot. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, mimicking the bot. I hate him. <laughs> Did you hear his voice? They've been He's hearing horrifying. his voice for a bit now. Oh no. <laughs> Sounds a little bit like Steve Bloom. Sounds like he's going to scrape of, by your innards and take your skin. That's like, you know, his own. Entering your body. <laughs> <laughs> Is this going to be the new uh, Five Nights at Freddy's? Oh, no. That's what he reminds me of. Oh, like podcast dude, what version? That? What about that Nick Cage movie, though? It the looks pretty good. So, I'm really excited. I heard it's like, it's bad in a good way. That's what I'm banking on, man. But also, I've heard that apparently he doesn't really have dialogue in the whole movie. He just is fighting robots. Yeah, from the trailer, it looked like he was just kind of ignoring everyone. It's like, you're going to pay for my car? Cool. Yeah. I'm going to do my job. And then he just like cleans and destroys robots. Maybe he's on a paid-by-line basis so on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But yes. Um, but yeah. Welcome to episode two of uh, United We Nerd podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brian Saber, and today we have two awesome guests. Of course, returning is the Mad Meg Monster Mind himself, Joel. Hello. It is I. Yeah. And we also have a special guest today because Marcelo is doing fatherly duties. We have our very good friend, uh, Lisa is sad. Hello. <laughs> I was like, that's me. Hello. You're talking about me. Hello. Yes. It's been a minute. I know. It's been a long time. COVID sucks. <laughs> like I I think like in the past year I might have like actually seen you in person for like five minutes. Yeah, I think it was when you came up to the front door and gave me a Christmas present. Yes. <laughs> you were Santa. <laughs> And that was the I, only I time was, I saw you. Then. I was a uh, pandemic Santa. <laughs> Panta. I, I couldn't come down the chimney. I couldn't come in the door. I'm just dropping the sack right, in, <laughs> right <laughs> in the front step and just be like, take it. It was very exciting and magical. And it was a Pokemon gift, too. So, I mean, kind of can't go wrong with that. Yeah. But yeah, um, today, I guess we'll be uh, delving into pokemon a lot yeah. near the end of the show but of yeah. course we all have connections in some way or another um but we are first gonna start off with our weeks so if uh joel how was you how's your week been so far i'm pretty good um i recently actually got my first covid shot uh, been oh. because I'm I'm a teacher, so I did that. The process, at least for me, was pretty seamless. I was dropped off during the middle of the day, and went in, came out less than 15 minutes. It wasn't that bad. Um, I heard people had other experiences where they're waiting a long time, and also um, side effects. Um, mine were pretty tame by comparison, at least for the first shot. That's what I've heard. The first shot isn't so bad. My arm was just a little sore. Mm-hmm. Tingly is what I was telling people. Um, but Tingly. apparently, yeah. Which one did you get? I got Pfizer. I got the Pfizer okay. shot. Um, I, think, I know. I sorry. I heard that um, the second shot is like the like the bigger doozy. Yeah, I've heard that a lot too. Um, I know a friend, uh, 
my roommate Carla, her stepdad got the second shot, I think, and he had a huge headache. Uh, Marcelo got Moderna, and he had a migraine for 24 hours. It's his second shot. So uh, apparently not, shot two is supposed to be bad. So I get mine, what is today, the 5th, 6th? I don't remember what day it is. I don't know. Every day is a year now. Um, I get my second shot soon, and I'm kind of dreading it, but it's you know necessary evil. Yeah, yeah, I get my second shot on Friday, I think, and I'm really scared because the first shot, I was in bed for two days. So oh, dang. <laughs> that's not yeah, great. It must not it must knock you down harder. Yeah, my little immunocompromised self. <laughs> I always yeah. react to vaccines poorly, so I was kind of worried, but better than COVID, right? I'd rather be in mm, bed for yeah. be in the hospital till I die. Definitely. See, I I'm probably not gonna be able to get mine till May. So that's why I'm just hoping it's like, hey, Johnson Johnson, I'm ready for you. Come at me. <laughs> One time, yeah. let's do it. Yeah, at least they're ramping up production. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully right. we can all get our shots and we can all hang out soon. Yeah, right? That'd be so nice. Like, <laughs> I think it wasn't until September of last year where it really started hitting me. It's like, fuck, I haven't seen anyone in so long. Yeah. It like just sucks, just virtually. And then mm-hmm. I just want to say before we shift to either Brian or Lisa that uh, I excitedly watched the WandaVision finale and I was very satisfied with yeah. it. I'm no not going to say anymore. No I'm spoilers. Gonna, no, exactly. I, I don't know if you ever we'll seen have... it or whoever else hasn't. I'm just going to say I was very satisfied and that is it. <laughs> I think we'll have a spoiler cast probably next week because oh, I know yeah. Marcelo will probably want to talk about it too. Oh yeah. Mm. Um and the memes, the memes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh yeah. let's go to you Brian and then we'll go to our special guest. Yeah. Um so ironically a lot of my week had to do with Pokémon, so I will be holding off that for <laughs> the Pokémon conversation, but besides that, um I started I know last week I said I uh, finally completed a DMC5 uh, special edition with Virgil. And now I'm starting Ooh. to delve into the um, the main story, but I'm doing it on Legendary Dark Knight mode. And um, I don't know if I talked about it last time, but um, the differences for that new mode that they added in a special edition was um, it's technically normal difficulty, but they've added a lot more enemies in fights and it, a lot of times it's enemies that don't show up until later in the regular campaign mm-hmm. so literally if you're starting out fresh um you will be fighting enemies you won't see into for like five levels away and then you're stuck <laughs> as like your baby self with like barely any upgrades oh no but I highly recommend for people that have already played DMC five on last gen, like tough it out at least for like a a level or two, because the amount of red orbs you get from that, just sticking it out, you can upgrade a character pretty much almost a hundred percent within two levels of starting the campaign. And then you just, you just wipe, (laughs) wipe the floor with anyone that comes, (laughs) comes at you. (laughs) That was fun. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, I finally tried. Um, oh, it's so fun. It's so good. It's so good. Probably my You're favorite so game. You're so good. Oh. 
why, why do you got why do you got to do that to me? Now I'm oh, <laughs> now I'm all shy. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. You're um, too cool to be shy. Oh no, I'm not. <laughs> but um, but yeah, um, I also tried Val uh, Valheim for the first time. I hopped on with uh, Ben a, f uh, a few days ago, and it's really interesting. I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. Skyrim it Minecraft? Yeah, <laughs> but it. I feel like it's better. <laughs> I mean, I've never played Minecraft, but like uh, the game's only like a, a gig, like memory-wise. And you can tell when you hop in because a lot of stuff isn't like super like good looking and like polished except for maybe like um some of the enemies and like the character like just like the overall environment wise mm -hmm. but i don't know what's what it's about but um it's really uh what do i want to say the building is very forgiving because you know like in games where you have to like build your own settlements and like craft do crafting and have you ever gotten to that point where you accidentally build something you didn't want to build and like, well, there goes all of my resources. Mm -hmm. you yeah. Know? Or like you put it in the wrong spot and it's like, well, shit, I need to destroy this, gather more resources and then build again. Valheim is different in which you can destroy whatever you create and you get 100% back the resources you used to build. Interesting. So if you were to make a mistake, of like, oh no, I put this wall in the wrong spot, break it down, take all the supplies, build a new one. Mm. So it's like that's you, cool. So you never have to really worry about making a mistake building wise. It sounds like they like refined as far as like keeping the time. Like oh, even if you did a bad investment, you're you're spending your time building. So that's fun. Like I like games mm -hmm. that do that. I know I've seen like a little bit of footage, and you and Ben have been talking about it, but it seems like really cool in concept. It, and up to 10 players too right it's crazy um 10 to 12 i think for a server oh damn yeah and i haven't tried it yet but uh i know that for valheim um your server your your character and like what it like the upgrades you get and like the the power-ups you get uh aren't tied to one server so yeah. you could take your character and go to like your like let's say if ben had his server up. I was like, okay, I'm going to go play with him. I can just take the character already made and just take it to Ben's server. And I have all of my, you know, ability upgrades. I have all of my power-ups and like anything that's in my bag that I'm carrying with me comes with me. So it's not tied to one server. Unlike of like other games where it's like, nope, I think like, like Stardew Valley is like, nope, this character's for this server. You made this character for this server and you can't, you can't take it with you. You can't take your progress. Gone. Like, okay. And it was interesting. Uh, we, I actually did something that Ben didn't experience yet. Because there, when you, when you launch into the game, um, it carries you to like the spawn, the initial spawn zone, that like enters you into the world. And there, there are these like stone pillars with uh, runes on them. And basically, throughout the world, there are these special creatures that 
you can summon by taking totems and kind of sacrificing them to summon out this creature. And if you summon the creature and you fight the creature, which is really cool looking, also very intimidating because they're like bigger than you are. You're like, oh shit, okay. And you kill them and you take their kind of like the, the trophy that they drop. You bring it back to where you started your, your server. And then once you like put it up onto the stone that it represents, it gives you a special power that you unlock. And so the first one that has you do, um, it's power that it gives you, gives you better stamina for a little, like for a certain amount of time. And, um, you don't get as, um, you can go fast, like move faster. Your movement speed is increased. And what I thought was interesting is once that power goes down, you have to wait 20 minutes to use it again. Pretty long cooldown time. Yeah. But it's so worth it, especially when you're starting out, because um, me and Ben decided to make our settlement like in this little island. Mm-hmm. So we're surrounded by water. Um, and the progression system is basically like doing an action enough times increases like your ability kind of like um kind of like grand theft auto in a way or just any mm-hmm. like rockstar game where it's just like you increase your ability just by repeat like just doing that ability over and over again so sounds like runescape <laughs> is it a little yeah. I've, never, I've never played runescape so i, I wouldn't know. good <laughs> yeah <laughs> nah it was fun at the time anyway keep going with valheim <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just it's just very interesting because I've never really played those kind of games before. So I was surprised in how much I was enjoying myself. Adventure is out there. It's adventure. With North like making crazy, control. like a, I don't know, two-story house that shouldn't be structurally like sound or anything like that. So um, what we what we decided to do is that we are making a house, right? but we're just kind of making it in odd shapes. And our idea is whenever somebody comes into the server, just allow them to just make a room however they want to make it. And we're just going to expand the house as far as the island will let it. So I made this like weird shape where it's like the main room. And then Ben made like a little storage chamber and made like a watchtower that's it's just connected to it. <laughs> so it's just like weird <laughs> shapes combined together that just... <laughs> It's our. I guess our explanation is that we're just going to make this like the Winchester Mystery House of Valheim. Oh no! <laughs> nice. Sometimes rooms will probably won't, won't go t- together. <laughs> There'll just be dead ends everywhere. Staircases nice. that go to nowhere. Yeah, but it's fun. That's fun. Because uh, I know uh, Jack plays it, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like uh, at some point we should all try to hop into a server and just like mess around i've seen a lot of videos of valheim where like um the people will make a pen and put like hundreds of wolves in there oh no no. and then you release and then it's like really bad or like someone was trying to befriend a troll so they locked a troll inside of a pen and i guess how you befriend animals in that game is you have to like feed them their food like a food that they like so he was oh, like, hmm, okay. what food would trolls like? 
So he pushed his girlfriend into the pit with the troll. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. <laughs> to try to befriend it. And I don't think, I think it just kills her. I don't think it can really. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it works that way. <laughs> you can't befriend the trolls. Like wolves and stuff, maybe, but no trolls. <laughs> um, I was going to ask for this game is it your own server or are there like other people interacting with it as well? So you can you can make your own server but you can also join other people's servers. Okay. Like you can set it to you can have it like a public server if you wanted and then people anyone can just like join in or you can have a private one so it's like just you and your friends. Oh, okay. That's cool. As long as long as like they're on your your Steam uh friend list eventually like it'll it'll pop up on when you're like looking for a server and you could just join in if you if you know the uh the password. Mm, okay. And all of all of your stuff comes with you. Cool. Yeah. That was that was Valheim. Um like literally a lot of my week has been Pokemon, so my week is pretty short. So why don't we pass it on over to Lisa? How was your week? There we go. You guys like froze for oh, a no. I was like, oh no, it's silent. <laughs> Should I say something? It's so quiet. Oh, no. Well, I just I just threw the week over to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. you did? That's so funny. I probably like, what did you do this week? And then just like <laughs> it's like uh um, <laughs> um I took a week off of work because I've been working nonstop for the past year and I was tired. So went up to the woods in the middle of nowhere where no people can give me COVID <laughs> um, and played in the snow for a few days and came back and now I have to go back to work. That sounds so much fun. Um, it was really fun. Um, we did some cool cosplay stuff out there, Ooh. did some Nezuko, some Anastasia, played a ton of Genshin Impact, <laughs> which is heck of fun, by the way. I've played a little like, bit of Genshin. It looks like you should have. It's heck of fun, right? It's really, it's really interesting because it's like, at first it's like, wait, is this just Breath of the Wild? And it's like, kind of, but it's yeah. also very anime. <laughs> mm -hmm. At the same time, like, well, this is interesting. Yeah, there's so much content for a free game. I was so surprised. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like Breath of the Wild mm -hmm. plus a collector game because you want to collect all the different characters. But there's so many missions and there's like lots of gacha rolls and it's just it's a lot. <laughs> One of the biggest gacha games that people enjoy. Mm-hmm. Because like you don't have to do the gacha stuff to enjoy the game, unlike some other stuff. You can run around and just do quests. Or you could do the main missions, or you could play with others. It's heck of fun. Collect your waifus. Collect your waifus, collect your husbandos. They have both in this game, so that's like excellent. That's true. I didn't know there's like a Breath of the Wild element. I just kind of knew it was like, oh, it's like an anime waifu collection game. And I saw yeah. some combat, but I, I I barely know anything about it. Is it like free to play? Like, yeah, it's yeah. totally free. It got like 17 million downloads in the first three or four days, something like that. Damn. Yeah, it's really popular. It's free to play, and then you're kind of like you're a character, and you can run around, and you there's combat, and you could switch between four characters at a time. And they all have different elements that they control. And Sounds like a true it, RPG already. Yeah, it really is. It's super fun. Um, I highly recommend it. 
And even if you're playing on like your phone or something, I mean, it's better on the, the computer or the PlayStation, but if you're playing it on your phone, it's actually not that bad. I was shocked. So you, you played on the phone. Mm-hmm. So like, how was that? Like, how was it like easy to like get into? Yeah, I was stunned because I was playing on the computer and I was curious. So I started playing on the phone and I was shocked. The graphics, I mean, I have the new iPhone. So mm. it has the processing power for it, but it runs really smooth. Do I prefer a controller? Yes. But, you know, if I'm sitting somewhere and I just want to play some Genshin Impact, I can easily play on my phone. It's not a problem. That's pretty cool. Because I know, like, a lot of times when it's like, oh, we have a, we have a phone version of the game. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. Like, I remember when, um, when Fortnite came to mobile. And that was like the first time. That was the first time. Um, <laughs> Yucky. I could. Uh, I could get into that later. That's fine. Uh, but um, he had a whole segment last time about Fortnite. Too. Oh no! Yeah, I got anyway, trapped. Keep going, Brian. Keep I going. I got trapped. Uh, <laughs> but no, like, like Fortnite was like the first game I could think of that was like a big enough game that got moved to. Or had like a mobile version mm-hmm. that interacted with the like console or the PC versions of the game, mm-hmm. and like of course like a few other people have tried to do that like um, PUBG and uh, Call of Duty and stuff like that. I know but you I can play like... GTA on your phone too. <laughs> really, mm-hmm. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like Genshin Impact's been like the first game to truly actually like take advantage of a phone and like i haven't heard really anything negative about it except for just it being on a phone yeah i mean like it's on a phone so of course your screen is smaller and you gotta get used to doing touch controls on your phone but it's not bad the graphics are good the reaction time is good that's nice it's nice i recommend it if you want a an rpg a free one Zero dollars. Until you want those. Uh, you want the cute those... waifus and the sexy husbandos, and you gotta spend a bunch of money to like roll. But you can earn that currency in the game too, so mm-hmm. like you don't have to pay money. But you have to grind for it. Mm-hmm. So you People can grind in your husbando or waifu. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or just cool. cosplay them, and then it's fine. It's works the same yeah <laughs> that's cool but yeah that was what i did with my week and now i'm sitting here with you and i have a nutella sandwich and hot cocoa and i'm i'm doing all right <laughs> living living the life living the life on a sunday afternoon <laughs> it's sunday cool. right i think so it is sunday mm-hmm. <laughs> we, are, we are recording this sunday Oh, Sunday, oh no, Sunday, I gave Sunday. away the secret. No, okay. <laughs> we already gave that away in the first episode. We're not we're not that <laughs> we're not trying to pull the wool over anyone's eyes. Yeah, the undisclosed location somewhere on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere on the planet. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um probably virtually. <laughs> we're not coughing <laughs> on each other, giving each other COVID. <laughs> Oh my god, just imagine, hey, Joel, you want to do a podcast in person? Nah. 
Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it'll, no. be fun. <laughs> it'll be fun. Oh, I would be so upset if, like, during the home stretch of this whole year, you know, we get COVID right at the finish line. That would be upsetty, spaghetti. It's like, well, at the... as long as you're safe. Yep. That's the thing, because it's just kind of like, even even though like you get you get the vaccine, it's like just you know, be safe. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, cool. Um, I guess before we get into our big topic, I figured we try to you know have people learn more more about what you do, Lisa. Like, what's uh, a <laughs> what are what is the uh, cosplay world like? From the eyes of a cosplayer. Well, it's pretty not exciting at the moment because all oh, the yeah. conventions have been canceled for the next two years. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's fun. I've just been at home trying to create as much at home content as possible. Um, it's hard to find motivation because usually you're motivated to create and do stuff when you have those deadlines of oh i'm gonna go to a convention so i need to have myself together but that's all canceled so it's hard <laughs> but it's still fun you can have fun at home taking pictures by yourself <laughs> yeah i feel i remember when everything started happening last year that was like one of the first things i thought i was like oh man like there's all of these like cosplayers and uh like convention like artists that go to con like rely on conventions to yeah you know sell their product and and stuff like that are pretty much losing out on a huge chunk of their income for the, the next two years yeah and, it's like, been rough just... for everyone yeah um, a lot of people have you know moved online like i know a lot of cosplayers do only fans now mm -hmm. or um a lot of people make online stores now. TikTok Patreon. is popular, Patreon, all that kind of stuff. I don't do that kind of stuff just because I work full time mm -hmm. and I don't have time to like make sure I have content. I would yeah. feel bad for someone to be paying for stuff and then me just working or with whatever my illnesses are. So I start flaring up and I can't provide. Yeah. That's not fair to anyone. So. I just post when I can. <laughs> it's just for fun. When the inspiration arrives. Mm-hmm. Or if I see, yeah, if I see inspiration. Like when I saw Lisa on Genshin Impact, I was like, yep, that one. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> perfect. Destiny. Destiny. <laughs> um, yeah, cosplay is heck of fun. I enjoy it very much. I like cosplaying Widowmaker with Joel. That was fun. It's true. I did cosplay <laughs> a gender-bent Widowmaker. Uh, to much friend's surprise, because I don't play Widow, they're like, what? Do you, what? <laughs> you know? But yeah, mm -hmm. we did a, a team of Widows for a uh, fanime. Specifically, the Bikini Beach version Yeah, of Widow. <laughs> I didn't commit to the bikini. Sorry, y'all. But... I, I like to call it the Brad, the Brada Widowmaker. It was the, the Brada Maker, yeah. <laughs> and I had uh, uh, Diego, my, my roommate, uh, he painted on my arm 
and helped uh, other people helped me do with the beard. I think Carla was there too, but he put ooh la la on my arm as a tattoo. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would always spam that when I was one. I'd be like, ooh la la, ooh la la, ooh la. So I don't play her either, but I saw that skin. I was like, oh my god, that's so cool. I want to be blue, purple, dead looking. <laughs> and then I regretted it as soon as we started putting on paint. Yeah, that I'm took not- a while. <laughs> It took like over an hour because usually when you do body paint and stuff like that, there's these things called arm socks mm-hmm. and like tights and leggings. And you can do that to cover most of your body. But Widow was in a bikini. So we just yeah. had to paint my body. And it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a hit, though. The work paid yeah. off. It paid last off. Last minute but it... work worked. <laughs> it did. And it was an experience. Uh, I don't recommend last minute work all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I have not touched body paint since every cosplay that gets recommended to me if there's body paint involved I'm like oh <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a, a, little, a little shudder it's like, you oh, just need God. a bat to dive in like, <laughs> and just come out oh like um, I don't, what do you call it those things where it's like they put like the dye on the water and they just like slowly dip it yeah, in yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dip Lisa like, in <laughs> no. whatever pattern you put on yeah. Oh boy, that sounds terrible. Not... <laughs> I yeah. would rather not. I'd rather invest in a nice airbrush machine and, like, you know, airbrush my body if I'm gonna. And that's do what that. we were all saying too. Like, yeah, if we do this again, some we're borrowing someone's airbrush or buying an airbrush. We're not doing yeah. this. We're all like <laughs> painting you and being like, <laughs> mm-hmm. that. Ugh. And then when you sweat, you just sweat like colors. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, 10 out of 10. Don't recommend. Seal your paint, everyone. <laughs> Seal it with lots so, of powder. <laughs> uh, so I guess we could backtrack a little bit, but what what initially got you into wanting to do cosplay for the world to see? Hmm. Um, so my cosplay journey... I was co- I started cosplaying like a little bit like in high school and stuff like friends would bring me to con I'd be like oh I'm gonna wear a Luigi hat I guess like you know nothing nothing crazy I never like posted for content or anything and then I had some like really deep down severe like vis- like bodily mm-hmm. my I hated my body like I just hated how I looked and all that kind of stuff and I was having a lot of problems with it and then one day I was like you know what I need a I need to do something to help me get over this. Um, so I started to kind of put myself more out there. I made some more friends in the cosplay community. And ever since then, I've just been kind of like pushing myself to do more stuff with cosplay and like post pictures of myself. And it really helped. Like (laughs) I do cosplay for me. I don't really do it for, for anyone Mm -hmm. else. And it's really, really helped me with like all of my body image issues. Um, that's really why I started. And I continue now because it's fun. <laughs> yeah. It's fun and I made a lot of friends and it's just a really like most of the community is very, very supportive and fun and it's all good and stuff. So mm-hmm. I recommend it. But that's why I started. Body positivity. Yeah. Body positivity. And that's what it really takes. Like, because a lot mm-hmm. of people are like, oh, I'm gonna plan out every like single thing like leading up to like me doing something. It's like I feel like more often than not, like trial by fire is really how a lot of people just go for it, you know? Yeah. 
you just like have to like push the nerves away just enough in order to do it until like the nerves just kind of stop fighting back after mm -hmm. a while. Yeah. I know, like Joel can probably attest, but like when we started streaming and stuff like that, I'm pretty sure it was like, oh shit, like do I do it? I feel that way now it's it's tough sometimes especially with the pandemic like I, I told Brian's like going in and out of it it's it's hard to stay motivated but uh you know he's reminding me just do it for fun and when you can and it's like yeah and that's why you should do it in the first place um just need to remind you like go in there have fun chat with your friends and uh, I've, I've been on a big hiatus but you know I, I did play games I wanted to play and had fun and then people showed up and had fun with me so I think with a lot of things you enjoy just remember to do it for fun because if you seek other things, yeah, you'll you'll get some validation. But I mean, it, a lot of times it's going to end up hollow if you don't do it for your enjoyment. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Or like at one point for me, like I started overloading myself. Like I think I did one weekend. I did three conventions. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. I flew over to Seattle and did PAX, and then I flew back to California, and then I did two different conventions, like, three hours away from each other here, and that was, I uh, was, like, worn out, and, you know, that's not good. I was, and at that point, I was like, oh, my goodness, content, like, I gotta make mm -hmm. stuff, I gotta, people are supporting me, I can't let them down, I gotta do all this stuff, but then I had to really stop and think, wait, I'm doing this for me, right. I had to, like, go back into it. And remind myself that this isn't for anyone. Yeah, and that's why I've noticed lately. There's like it's starting to the mindset is starting to shift as far as like content creation goes. Where like before it'd be like, no, you just have to keep grinding, keep grinding. You have to just keep keep pumping stuff out, keep pumping stuff out. And it's still kind of like that. But I've noticed like now it's starting to become the majority is starting to change into more like, hey, you know do this because you want to and if you're not feeling like mentally there just kind of like take it easy you know mm -hmm. like mental health is starting to become the more important thing mm -hmm. which is very good because i know i know a so lot good. of people a lot of people will just burn out way too quickly and it's sad because yeah. a lot of times it's like who knows who knows what could happen but it's like this is supposed to be fun this is this is like number one thing is having fun and doing what you like to do and not pushing yourself to the limit to the point where you can't do it anymore. And like mm -hmm. your enjoyment is just gone. Yeah. And then you're the thing that you loved before isn't fun anymore. So that's no good. Mm -hmm. So you've, you've been doing this for a few years now. Is there a certain event or a moment doing like doing cosplay whether just um in like at conventions or what has stuck in your mind as like your favorite memory or just a memory that's is stuck in your mind hmm i've had a few good memories there's a, there's been a few good things um sometimes like like when i'm dressed when i do um my merida cosplay <laughs> <laughs> and the little girls will come like, oh my gosh, Merida, I love you so much. And I look at them like, I cannot shatter this child's image of Merida because I cannot do a Scottish accent. How do I get out of this? <laughs> and then like smile and I like look at the parents for help. And they're like, yeah, this is great. My kid loves you. And I'm just like, oh, why hello there. <laughs> and that's 
I can't say anything else. And like, <laughs> they just get so happy. Or I remember like one time I was May from Overwatch. Mm-hmm. And I had a little girl run up to me and hug my boot. Like, oh my God, you're my favorite. My daddy loves you. And I look up and I see the dad. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> I need. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! I need to. I need to exit the vicinity immediately. I need, a, I need an adult. <laughs> I need an adult. I need an adult. I need a new mommy anyway. <laughs> oh no! Oh. Um, but a lot of those experiences were like you know you, the kids like that's fun. Um, but probably one of my favorite ones was when I was able to guest at Silicon Valley Comic Con and I got to be on a panel with oh, some yeah. of my friends. Yeah, that was like really cool we got to talk to a room full of people about our experiences and give advice and like i remember after one of the panels i had someone come up to us and she was like sobbing and was like so happy that we were like talking and helping them through some stuff and that was really nice if basically with my cosplay if i can support anyone else like heck yeah Yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 so great, like what it does for people and the moments, you know. I mean, for me, I think it'll be different with COVID, you know, being all broy with all these cosplayers, you know, <laughs> like hey, dude, <laughs> we're so excited to see you. But you just, yeah, those those great moments that like you connect with someone with through this character you love. It's 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 amazing. Hmm. I can only imagine once conventions start up again, that that convention will probably be everybody's like favorite by default just for the fact that they're able to see people yeah in per- like in person and like mm-hmm. talk to people no matter like what happened at the, at the convention i think that the people with the free hugs sign that will probably end i imagine <laughs> there'll probably be a few stragglers because i it feel like be. with any meme it'll like yeah. crawl until it officially gets like <laughs> like capped in the back of the head yeah, <laughs> there will be, be a there will be a Deadpool that will well that will have a free hug sign probably uh, or or oh, the the, no. the Thought Patrol guys that always show up the Thought mm. Patrol <laughs> they're hecka funny I remember I went to um it was one of the last conventions I went to before COVID I think it was in LA um there was a girl in a schoolgirl outfit and she just had a sign that said like we'll step on you for like two dollars or something like that <laughs> and she made so much money. Wow, Damn, really? Way to capitalize, though. <laughs> Hus- wow. that, that hustle. That yeah, hustle. clean that shoe. <laughs> because of all the people, not because people are dirty. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just yeah. anyway. Uh, uh, Creative. Well, I love it. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, cosplay is fun. Everyone should cosplay. Even if you don't have a place to go, just take pictures for fun. Yeah. And if you don't cosplay, support your friends that do. Mm-hmm. Mm. Simple as that. Support each other. <laughs> yeah, and do that and obscure character nobody knows. Someone will know, and it will validate, and it will be great. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, and especially when people tell you that you shouldn't because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah, like, that's you, like you the don't worst. Fit the mold. Like that, you don't look like this. You don't look like that. Like it doesn't matter if it makes you happy. As long as you're not being a, you know what, you can do it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. but there's always someone. Respect, respectful. Yeah, be respectful. For respect real. the drip, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. 
it's it's nice to kind of break out of your comfort zone and then by doing so you've kind of expanded your horizons as far mm-hmm. as comfortability and you know just overall the like, growing as a person yeah like a few years ago i wouldn't post sexy sexy stuff online that would not be on my agenda and now like every like cosplay i push it a little bit more and like whatever i'm comfortable with and it's it's fun mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. for me it's like this makes me feel powerful and good so i'm gonna post pictures of this yeah mm-hmm. and to anyone out there if they would like to see set cosplays that you have done where could they find them oh on the internet <laughs> <laughs> oh boy um no i'm let's see what are my socials on Instagram, I'm Lisa is sad. On TikTok, I'm also Lisa is sad, but with underscores. Facebook, Lisa is sad cosplay. Basically, if you Google Lisa is sad, I should pop up. <laughs> you'll find you'll find her. You'll find me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joel, if you want people to find the stuff that you're working on, where could they find you? Um. As I've said before, sorry, I was eating M and M's because I was like, "Oh no, Lisa's I got already you. done." I got you. I got you. Socials, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mad Mech Monster Mind, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, Joel Sandoval one twenty two on Twitter. If you want, I retweet a lot of political stuff, turn people off. But sorry, y'all. Got to got to do my shout outs, of course. Um, Instagram, it's Acoustic Avenger, but the one is an I. Uh, yeah, I mean, I United We Nerd with this guy, of course. And of course, Brian, I've done a little bit of a music outro for his videos with uh, our friend Diego for Super Effective on YouTube. So go check out their playthroughs, of course, of Devil May Cry. So I know yeah. he's going to say that's always great. I love their playthroughs. They're so funny. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, COVID's kind of been halting that a little bit, but hopefully... Uh... Yeah. It'll get back up mm-hmm. in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess people can find the stuff I do. Um, you can find me at Twitter, uh, Brian Saber, and also uh, Instagram, uh, Brian underscore Saber. And that's Saber with uh, the R and the E, not the E and the R. Uh, you can also, I live stream on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Brian Saber, and I usually like to post um, my uh, streams on YouTube as well. Same thing, Brian Saber. And also, I've actually been checking out a new streaming service that just popped up this past week, uh, Glimish.tv. You can find me there as well. And I actually um, forgot to talk. I actually forgot to talk about this during my week, but. Um, there's this new streaming service I found out about um, that is actually really interesting. So it was made, or it was in the process of being made like soon after Mixer got shut down. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a mixture of people that wanted to kind of bring back that form of like community as well as just kind of like add on upon it. So they made, um, Glimish.tv 
is in alpha right now, but if anyone that's interested in just streaming and is too intimidated by like the Twitch landscape, I would highly recommend going to try it out. There's it's very bare bones, but I will say the tech that they've been implementing is really good because they've found somebody to reverse engineer mixers uh faster than light um like a uh, chat where it's pretty much almost zero delay as far as like streamer reading chat goes so that's really cool and also they made it open source so any user that knows how to code can code things to as like maybe uh like app services or stuff like that for glimish and anyone else can use it or if glimish ever like goes away people can just take the source code and like start something new from that yeah i i watched brian for a hot second doing it and um you know say what you will about twitch but the fact that it is bare bones i think it was really it's convenient they had everything right there when he was streaming you know with twitch it's very popular you know and there is much to be said about its landscape but you have to kind of like go through things. There's a certain way to go about and navigate, but really, literally right there. Boom. He's talking, he's streaming chat is right there. You can sign up right there. Like there's it's like, boom, you're already there. So that was pretty cool. And that it seemed like simple to navigate as well. Yeah. Um, and what's really nice is that they're really f trying hard on focusing on not so much like climbing the ladder as far as like worrying about viewer counts or, making sure that you are getting enough interaction during your streams where uh unlike twitch mm -hmm. like to the point where when you make your account and you si sign up to like just start streaming you could literally monetize your stream from the very start there's no oh. like climbing a ladder to like reach affiliate or partnership it's just like you have a bank account or you have like a debit card or something, just like, you know, log into um, the service they use for banking and basically just give you the subscribe button on your channel. It's like, here you go. You can monetize your stuff now. Yeah. Like, and okay, cool. I will say with Twitch, that climb is hard. Like you, it's almost like I, taking it on a second job and, you know, it's, it's cool to reach that but it, it's hard like you got to maintain those viewers you got to keep the upkeep keep people interested it's it's tough and i, I think that's, that's cool that it's it's very mm -hmm. chill I mean, mixer was already chill but there was still like a peak you had to reach and the fact that it's like no just if you if you want people to throw money at you you can you don't have to it's like that's that that follow for follow culture doesn't oh yeah I, at, at that this moment doesn't exist there which is kind of nice yeah that's nice and they was very appreciative i i thought at least for me was that they are making the effort to be completely transparent about their business uh analytics like you can go on the website and you can see how the company is doing oh. as far as like interactivity like what like how much they made like through the split and that's another thing when you sign up to get the subscription button the the split is 50 50 but also they pay for the fees so the streamer themselves is getting that 50 percent of the cut That's and it's kind of cool. and it's kind of like the same de denominations where it's like you can like uh subscriptions like five dollars for like the first tier and stuff like that or um 
something like that. But then you could also just link your donation button like at the bottom of like the the video player. So you, you could just have pretty much anything that any like affiliate or partner has on you on Twitch. You could just have it ready to go. And I did one stream this past week and it's actually been very nice. You know, everybody's been very supportive. They have a Discord where you can talk to the um, the, t the team members that are working on the website, and also they um, they have their meetings on Discord, and you can listen in on their meetings, so you know it's like going like what's down the pipeline as far as like that's pretty uh, cool updates go. So yeah, that's I, pretty pretty transparent. It's very it's very refreshing for sure. Like especially people that have been kind of like, oh, I don't. I don't like Twitch because of, you know, Jeff Bezos or like, I don't <laughs> like Facebook because, you know, I feel like I'm being spied on all the time and whatnot. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> but yeah, anyway. if you're, if you're looking for a refreshing service and don't mind it being very bare bones at the moment, I'd highly recommend glimish.tv. And this isn't an ad. This is just me hoping that there is another streaming service that we can try out and that yeah. stays around for a while competition sounds is good. good sounds like a lot of fun i'll have to I'll have to give it a try i've been promising a stream for like four months and i haven't been able to mm. make it happen so maybe mm. i'll do it on that instead <laughs> hey, it's worth a shot mm -hmm. um right now um the only like OBS service that like fully supports it, I think is uh, OBS studio. And there's kind of like a back, like a workaround for Streamlabs. Mm -hmm. But I had to like, it was actually funny because actually like learning how to use OBS studio. Cause I use Streamlabs yeah. was actually the harder part. Like the mm -hmm. glimish side was fine. OBS studios was like a pain in the ass just cause I didn't know what to do. Oh no. <laughs> but that's fun. I highly suggest mm -hmm. to anybody that, is streaming now and wants to have a little change or if someone's thinking about starting to stream, mm -hmm. go for it. For sure. Yay. So yeah, uh, that's our weeks. Um, I think there's a little, like, a tiny bit of news that we could talk about before we get into Pokemon. Um, we mainly, have a lot of Pokemon news to talk about. <laughs> that, that too. We'll, we'll get to that for sure. But I know, Lisa, you brought up um, the rumors for a new Switch coming down that seem a little less far-fetched than the Switch Pro rumors from last year. Yeah, um, I saw an article. I wanted, I'm want trying to remember where I saw it. Maybe it was Kotaku or something like that. Um, but there was an article saying that they're going to release a new Switch. should be available by, like, Christmas time, I think the article said. And um, basically it's going to have, like, 4K capability. And the screen's going to be a little bit bigger. And they're, they have Samsung making the screen. Um, so it's going to take less battery to operate it and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, sounds kind of cool, but it better make it really cool for me to want to buy another Switch. <laughs> and then, yeah, then having to worry about whether or not your your game saves will transfer. That too. <laughs> so, that's like 
that's like the really only hiccup is like Nintendo doesn't know how how to let your game saves live on th- from one console to another. Hmm. I think they're getting better at it though with like cloud savings and stuff. Like you could save it to your My Nintendo account and then move it over later. <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll see about that. But the idea of a a souped up Switch does seem kind of interesting, especially with the games that are coming that have been coming out for it recently. Mm-hmm. Like My I theory. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. My theory is that they're working on this new Super Switch and they're gonna um, release it with Arceus. I I did I did hear the rumor. It. I did hear the rumor that they're they might make a special version for that. But I don't know. Um all I could say is I started playing Age of Calamity. It runs not well. It it doesn't <laughs> run bad. But you can definitely tell the limit into which the enemies start to disappear or like they start to reappear as you're moving through the map. Yeah. And it I can only... a little bit more power. The uh, Breath yeah. of the Wild prequel, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, the mm-hmm. Hyrule Warriors uh, Breath of the Wild prequel. And I can only imagine with Breath of the Wild 2 coming down eventually. Um. Uh, I can only imagine how much better it would look with a brand new, like pro switch. Yeah. The only question, the only question I have is, what are they going to name it? <laughs> switch XL. <laughs> the new Switch, the new new Nintendo Switch XL. The Series X Home Switch Edition. Four Kaiba Core. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Now with yeah, built-in so, fan. With the built-in. So we only have to wait and see what happens at that point. Um, let's see. We will be get uh like we... you guys froze again for oh, a no. second. I, I saw oh, that I too. Lisa was like uh. anything important. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the world the, the world of 2022. 2020 part two. But yeah, oh, no. as far as that goes, um, the only other news that I could think of is just the uh, the whole Marvel landscape now that WandaVision's done. Because mm-hmm. definitely uh, the timeline that Marvel used to have got really messed up as far as releases go. Because I think we weren't supposed to get WandaVision until next year. The rumor was, yeah, like it was, I think it was November originally, and then they said, hey, we're going to do it till next November, but then they they brought it up, and I was like, oh, hey, it's ready, and then I think Winter Soldier was supposed to be sooner, but then they pushed that Mm. to now, uh, March, so, I mean, you know, Black Widow keeps getting pushed, they still want that money on that, Eternals, haven't heard much about it, but I'm glad, you know, Mm -hmm. I went up to it. Um, leaks here and there about Spider-Man and I will say I'm glad Doctor Strange iron grip tight not much haven't heard much about that but I'm glad the less I hear about that the better yeah I'm not I too worried about Doctor Strange, Strange. <laughs> yeah it's gonna be crazy especially with the multiverse happening mm-hmm. um so there has been a few 
I guess I don't know if they're leaks or if they're press releases uh, of them. Current, they're currently filming uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, and I know there was a image release of um, Natalie Portman. Spoiler right. coming in! Spoiler coming in! Okay, there. Right, spoiler coming in. For, yeah, for anyone doesn't want to... <laughs> spoilers now, but um. <laughs> Of too like late. too late, <laughs> but no, it's just like Natalie, like an action shot of like Natalie Portman. Like she's not in like any special gap. She's still kind of like in her like normal, like casual outfit. But um, she she is looking the part of a badass character, and I am super excited for four, especially because I thought by Age of Ultron we were never going to see her again. In- in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hey, we got she finally got in an Avengers movie. <laughs> finally. finally. Natalie Portman looking like a snack. Right. Forever. So that's ex- that's exciting. And of course in two weeks we'll be getting uh Falcon and Winter Soldier happening. We'll probably do a um a spoiler cast on that when that finishes as well. Hell yeah. But yeah, a lot of a lot of cool Marvel stuff is going to be happening because soon after that we'll be getting Loki in the summertime, and then mm-hmm. what if not not far after that? And they're mm-hmm. trying to push Spider Man for uh, December. Oh. They are because they already filmed it, so that's that's done. So the question is, will we be able to see it in theaters, <laughs> or will they try to make us see it in theaters? They're gonna you pull can rent Black out Widow. A we'll see. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, oh, did you guys hear about um, Los Angeles opening up theme parks in April? I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We get that Avengers Campus in California Adventure, so that'll be fun. Whenever they decide to open that up, because I know they Disney. Or Disneyland just did their kind of like their touch of Disney thing where everybody was scrambling to get a ticket. Two hour queue to go to go into the park, not ride any rides, and just take pictures with characters and spend money on food. But of course, I think that that was already planned. Yeah. But it it was just recently when they were like, "Um, we're probably going to be able to open up the park even more now. 15%. So I'm wondering what that entails because they're not doing they're not doing indoor dining still. Mm-hmm. But what does that mean for like as attractions wise? I just I'm curious about that. I mean, because they got the green light to open theme parks, they can open the attractions, they can open everything, but capacity I think is only allowed to be at fifteen percent. Mm-hmm. Like for the it- touch of Disney event, it's like a separate separate thing. There's no rides that are gonna be open, but Right. Come April, you can open whatever they want. Yeah. And this is strictly a California thing, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. California. I mean, this is this is me. Like, I know I won't be going anytime soon if they ever do if they ever do open. Like, I, I am perfectly fine on waiting, especially since I just got my annual pass refund. <laughs> so I was happy about that. That's good. Mine expired literally like the week we got into lockdown, so that was convenient. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but 
Yeah. I feel like I know how a lot of like last year, a lot of people were very harping on Disney, like justifiably in some cases about them opening up Disney World again. Because, you know, Florida's going to Florida. But I, I, I personally haven't heard anything like very bad going on like since then. And from what I've seen, like Disney has been doing a good job of like having their secure, like their their health precautions and making sure that they make everything as like compliant as possible as far as like, you know, having people six feet apart and make sure they space everybody out and everybody's wearing their mask. So I just feel really bad for the cast members that have to enforce all of that like i was reading an article some cast members in florida like they're getting spit on they're getting torn apart by like these people who don't uh, want to follow protocols it's not cool man let them do their no. job mm-hmm. i'm going like, to the happiest place on earth to be an asshole you know like <laughs> fuck you there's there's always gonna unfortunately there's always gonna be people like that and it's mm-hmm. always sad to have to hear about it and be like dude come on this, this is supposed to be a good this is supposed to be a good place where people kind of escape but i don't know i'll, I'll be happy that there's at least for california side there'll be cast members that get to go back to work finally in yep. some capacity because i know last year was just like cast member like dropping dropping like flies yeah it was as really far as, like, terrible let off it's like it's it's very unfortunate you know i mean yeah like they could be paid better and they should because the amount the work the amount of work they do is goes above and beyond any other job i've really seen is uh, except for like maybe like retail work and like fast food service like i would combine all three of those together as far like the most undis like like underappreciated jobs Mm-hmm. you know so yay hopefully uh people that want to go to theme parks be respectful you know they're just doing what they have to do mm-hmm. to be compliant and actually be open so be you know, nice be nice and have fun that's what that's the whole point of going to an amusement park is having fun no <laughs> let's be rude let's spit on mickey <laughs> fuck you oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Mickey, they're spinning again. I just want to add two things before we transition to Pokemon, unless anyone else has anything to say. Um, no. Last podcast, we talked about Anthem. Anthem is officially dead. Just want to say that. Oh, um, yeah, that's right. Um, Anthem uh, is gone. Officially, kind of breaks my heart. Kind of knew it was going to happen. Only breaks my heart. Because the Mass Effect. I said that before. All right. That's beat that to the horror. All right. Now, on to the Destiny Killer Killer. Oh. So for we talked a lot about Destiny last time. That there one? is a current glitch. They call it Destiny Killer was Anthem, but Destiny is the Destiny Killer Killer. It killed the Destiny. Anyway, um, there's a currently a glitch where you can multi team up. Like for activities only meant for three people, uh, as me and Brian did earlier today, we loaded twelve people into an activity, and we were mm-hmm. just slapping the boss, slapping whatever. <laughs> Um, oh, so know, good. We we just like, all right, everyone get. You know, I was like, let's do this as normal. I was like, no, we're done, Joel. What are you talking about? <laughs> so it's like, just, it's like it's, you, it's, you're talking. We melted the boss in like five seconds. What are you doing? Hurry up! Yeah, right. It, it was <laughs> It's been fun. Uh, they're gonna patch it, which it's gonna happen. But um, it's super fun. So if you do play Destiny, uh, get on that fun experience of doing some stupid ass shit with eleven or ten 
or seven other people because it's it's fun. Especially we haven't done it yet, Brian, but the Master Presage mission. Uh, it's oh, basically yeah. a hard mission with a timer. Um, it's it's supposed to be like a compact mission. Don't waste your time. Narrow passageways with ten other people. You're like squishing through the walls and trying to go as fast as you can. It's it's an experience in itself. Uh, uh, anguish and fun with uh, you know I every time we do it I'm laughing because we're like beating these odds of <laughs> you know it's like the boss is like oh not again only expecting three when not, you know nine others show up yeah. alright just that's all I wanted to say in regards to last time alright any uh, quick things you want to share Lisa before we go on to the main course um, I don't think so. Just talking about Destiny just makes me think. I've only ever played Destiny one time, and that was with Brian and Ben at PAX. Oh, yeah, at PAX. Yeah, oh, I remember. No, Ben was there. Who was there? No, it was Ben. You're right, it was Ben. And we waited in line for, like, two hours. I had never played Destiny before, but I waited with you guys. <laughs> and then we sat, and I didn't know how to play <laughs> and you guys were wearing like noise canceling headsets. Like, guys, how do I? How, how do, do I? You're leaving what, me behind. <laughs> but what was? Oh no! I, I mean, it could have been worse. We could have been playing PvP because this was um, this was, I think, before the launch of Destiny Two. Hmm. So even yeah. even then, it was some of it was still new to us as well. Uh, but yeah, it's like everything, like things are crash falling out of the sky. And there's like rubble everywhere. <laughs> I felt so bad. It's like Lisa has no idea what's going on. I didn't know how to use any of the controls or anything. I'd never touched Destiny before in my life. And I just look side to side and everyone's like, we've been waiting for two hours. I'm going to run around and do this. And I'm just like, <laughs> That's, um, oh. I haven't played since, but I'm sure 12 people. Beating a boss sounds like pretty excellent it's, primo gameplay. <laughs> it's definitely a stress relief compared to regular uh, activities. Mm-hmm. Depending on the boss, yeah. Depending on the boss. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think with that being said, we can get into the Pokemon conversation. An hour later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pokemon. And it'll probably be another hour or so later. There's a lot <laughs> yeah. to talk about. There's a lot really to be said about Pokemon. Obviously, it is the 25th anniversary of Pokemon. Oh, and I feel ancient. <laughs> it's it's very, uh, very eye-opening realizing how long it's actually been around for. When it feels like it's like, oh, I remember playing Red Version just, you know... Like ten, like ten or so years ago. I was like, no, it's been longer than that. It's been longer, Brian. I remember playing Green Version, and my grandma mailed it to me when it came out in Japan. Green. <laughs> see, see, you have. I think you have a very like. Com- <laughs> out of the three of us, you have an interesting connection with Pokemon because you actually get the benefit of going to the source <laughs> of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. My family so, has been hyping up my Pokemon addiction since it came out, so that's great. <laughs> so, uh, like, let's let's start with like where it all began, um, Lisa. What, like, what was your earliest like Pokemon memory or experience? Like, how'd you get into Pokemon? Mm, so I remember when I was a little, a little tot, a little kid. 
and with my little Sailor Moon pigtails and like just living my best life. My grandma would, um, cause my grandma, all my family on my mom's side, they're all in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, so my grandma would mail me these big fat care packages. And one day I got a care package with a Game Boy, Pokemon Green version, and then like these VHS tapes. Oh, I'm so old. <laughs> um, where she would, um, I guess the Pokemon show was on TV, and she record it on her VHS and then Uh-oh. mail it to me. Watch out, Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out. <Uh-oh>. <laughs> I didn't say that. The FBI is on their way. <laughs> um, so I remember playing green version and then watching the anime that way. And then when it came out, like here, it was like popular and um, all the kids in school were into Pokemon. I was like, yeah, I love Pokemon. But was the only one with green version? Like, I don't have red. I don't have blue. What's that? I have green. I'm my Venusaur on my cartridge. And all the kids were like, how come I can't read your game? Yeah. (laughs) And then the most shocking thing to me, which is still a thing, when I watched Pokemon on TV, like American TV for the first time, and the theme song is different. Uh, yes, yeah. The, the Japanese theme song for Pokemon is so good. Gotta catch them all. No, it's it's not even comparable. <laughs> the Japanese I, theme song is so much better. <laughs> I remember the first time I ever saw the actual Japanese opening. And I was like, wait, there's more footage that they cut out? <laughs> Mm-hmm. of the english one i i don't know why that like rocked my world like there's more and the actual like you know the opening theme of original pokemon mm-hmm. it makes more sense with the japanese theme song like it just fits better like just kind of like the meaning yeah just the way it looks and the way it sounds yeah. it looks like a typical anime opening it's mm-hmm. so good if you have not heard the original japanese theme song for pokemon go listen to it I guess I know what I have to do. I never crossed my mind to look up the original. Oh, you know? man. Oh, my God. The original the experience. Was, was the American one. That's all I ever knew. So, that no. four kids classic. You know, I, as, as someone who watches anime, oh, I should probably watch the Pokemon original opening. No, never occurs to me. <laughs> yeah, that was like the biggest shocker for me as a child. Um, The theme song. I'll still never get over it. <laughs> I'm, I still like the whole Gotta Catch Them All, like, you know, original Pokemon theme song, American still has a soft place in my heart because you know it does for everyone but mm-hmm. the japanese song mm. it's mm. different <laughs> it's different it's just built different <laughs> it is it's built different hits different so good <laughs> all right and but yeah <laughs> uh, but uh it's just very interesting like the differences between like how like like you experience Pokemon compared to most people like in in your grade, like the kids in in, in your class, it's kind of like you got like the the secret heads up. It's like hey, you know this is this is gonna be I, big. Because <laughs> I because I imagine because uh, in Japan it came out like two year like a year before. I don't exactly know because Pokemon came out in ninety six, mm-hmm. but I think America didn't get it. Until, until like 97 97 that 98 right. yeah yeah i think so so i so had it like a little bit ahead of the schedule you you started your journey with a kickstart yeah mm-hmm. your journey I, was about I, to begin i remember 
that I was getting Pokemon cards before, you know, I was getting them pretty early. So I had a bunch of cool Pokemon cards and being being me, I remember giving one of my best friends at the time. I'll never forget this because it like broke my heart. Um, I gave her my hollow Chansey. Like, oh, here's a cool you know, Pokemon oh, card. Here, you oh. know, for you, Pokemon card, hollow Chansey. And then maybe it was a few days later, it was a little while later. Um, she talks to me and, like, and gives it back to me. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was scratch and sniff. And I look at it, and no. the hollow's all scratched <laughs> off. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My first edition hollow chancy card was all scratched up. Friendship because over. It wasn't scratch and sniff. Kids, man. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like, I don't remember a lot of things about my childhood, but that memory just. <sighs> that scratch that's and sniffs, Chansey. That's, that's I think I still have funny. it somewhere. My <laughs> as, a memory. as a memory, because I can't get rid of it. But like, oh, no. <laughs> like, it's in the middle, too. It's all like scratched. I mean, you could tell, like, someone was scratching it. Oh, it's mm-hmm. so sad. Don't scratch your Pokemon cards. <laughs> Don't scratch and sniff your Pokemon cards, kids. Yeah. And so Lisa is sad, was bored. <laughs> That's the story I'm going to go with. When I was a little yes. kid, someone scratched my hollow chancy, yeah. and so I've been sad ever and since. And your biography is going to be very dramatic, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> your, uh, your hallmark uh, yeah. biograph- like biopic is just going to be... The- Little little Lisa just getting that card and just having it all like the cards yeah. blacked out with scratches yeah. on it. Like the kid has oh. red eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Evil. Oh. Evil. Evil. That was that was not great. But you know, it wasn't she didn't know. Like it wasn't something mm-hmm. she collected. Like I'm not Yeah. I'm not mad. It made me more sad than anything. It's like uh, it's like, oh I should have seen this coming. Not like the girl who stole my Game Boy. That made me mad. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> oh my goodness! I mean, I never. I don't told think I've heard the story. story. Oh, here we go down the rabbit hole. So, <laughs> so I had my pink, it was like magenta Game Boy that my grandma sent from Japan when I was about. And I went to summer camp one year, and it was one of those summer camps where you go every day. Mm-hmm. And I made friends with this girl, and we kind of like stuck by each other the whole time. And then this was like before cell phones. I was like too young. And then on the last day of summer camp, we're all waiting around for our parents to come pick us up. And she says to me, oh, Lisa, can I play your Game Boy? And then, of course. I'm like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Um, so I give her my Game Boy to play. And I never see her again. Oh. She left. <laughs> ah! <laughs> You're going to get a ransom package in the mail now, (laughs) 25 years later. Oh, my God. I was so upset. It's like, I I don't know how much credit I want to give her, but it sounds like she knew it was her last day. So it's like, now it's my time. time. I used this girl this whole time. I'm going to take this Game Boy. Oh, my God. And it wasn't like I left and she couldn't find me. I walked around everywhere looking for that girl before i left that day and she was gone never to be seen again yeah like and last she probably got summer, bored after trail. a week too and just left it <laughs> yeah she probably tossed it somewhere my japanese yeah. magenta game boy yeah 
<laughs> Sounds like your child. <laughs> the beginnings of like your Pokemon fandom has just been tragedy after tragedy. <laughs> the perfect <laughs> anime backstory. Tragic. How like, was I going to play Pokemon Pinball without my Game Boy? Oh my god, fucking Pokemon Pinball. <laughs> <laughs> I love that game. Um. So yeah, let's go. Let's uh, let's switch over to Joel and uh, Joel. What's how how did your Pokemon journey start? It's funny because uh, my cousins were like into it, um, but I saw the TV show. I saw the Caterpie episode, right? Where Ash catches Caterpie. It's like, yeah. oh, this is kind of cool. So cute. And, and um, I was like, this is cool. You know, maybe I'll watch some more. And uh, I got the cards. And it's funny. My dad actually bought me a booster pack. He's like, you guys like wow. this stuff? And me and my sister were like, yeah, you know, whatever. And the first one had a Mewtwo. It was like, ooh, it's shiny, right? I was like, oh, cool, a Mewtwo. I don't even know how to read that right now. I probably did, but whatever, <laughs> you know? Um, and I brought it to school, and that's when it was exploding. Everyone had Pokemon cards, trading. Don't bring them to class. I was, dude, I got so much trouble for bringing Pokemon cards to Rebel. school. They took it away. I tried to hide it in, like, my pants and stuff. Didn't work. But, uh the I remember that's how I met Pokemon my cards. friend, our friend Ben. He had a Gyarados. I was like, oh, you want to trade my Mewtwo for your Gyarados? He's like, no. <laughs> and I, I always exaggerate the story. I'm like, he said no. He said Mewtwo was dumb. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it, was just, it was a simple no. But yeah, and it just exploded. That's how I, yeah, it just, from there, I was glued to the show Saturday morning. I even said to my mom, look, the polka wrap's on. Help me write down the Pokemon so I remember them, you know? <laughs> and it's just... Yeah, from there, and then, like, I didn't have the Game Boy at first, so I was like, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I was like, I need to have the game, right? I was like, you know, it's like, every day, it's like, I need my Aspirations Game Boy. Aspirations and goals. Yeah, I need Game Boy, mom. <laughs> you know? Eventually, they added a Costco for cheap and a bundle, and my sister got one, too, and I played the shit out of Blue Version, and just, oh, God, it was, that's what solidified it. It was the cards, and then the getting Blue Version, and then the show, everything. I remember even there was like a newspaper article in school how it exploded. Like it was a giant Pikachu on the cover. And like parents mm-hmm. were, and like teachers were like, what is this? They're all like gathering in some fucking circle <laughs> trying to figure out Pokemon. This and, false messiah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that. Yeah, man. I, I, I can, uh, I, I can still remember to this day, just kind of like, like how many times would you just be in class It'd be kind of silent. Someone shifts their backpack just a little bit, and all of a sudden, you hear like, Bring. "Yeah, I had a friend in third grade." Like Game Boy he, startup it was like, "Oh no, yeah. <laughs> we weren't allowed to have Game Boys in our class." But the cards were allowed the first year. This guy brought his whole binder of Pokemon cards, and they were That's English some... and Japanese. And I was like, "I've never seen some of these Pokemon," you know. And it's like, "Let me hold the binder," you know. It was like that. <laughs> And, uh, and of course, too trusting. <laughs> I'm going to lead into something funny. Uh, so with Pokemon and its popularity, you know, kids are funny. They start the rumors. It's like, I already beat the game. What do I do? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, someone's like, hey, do you know about Missing No? I'm like, oh, yeah, you surf along the side. It gives you like 99 rare candies. You buff up your Pokemon. You essentially cheat, right? Or uh, I did Pokeballs once. But yeah, this one guy's like, yeah, if you get Pikachu to level 100, use a water stone, it becomes Pika Blue. <laughs> you know? Blue, the classic. Oh, God. Which, which to us look like Meryl because we started like just started using the promos for season whatever two or three. I I remember that because like look, it's Pika Blue. It's yeah, real. Yeah. Like, Nobody oh. knew it was Meryl. 
and yeah and then i think i like your story brian with that before we go to the favorite memories of, of the rumor oh no yeah so one of my uh great school playground uh theories i heard was that in a yellow version um you're able to unlock togepi but <laughs> this guy's like yeah and it's like you can get togepi but when you look at it from the front you could see its penis <laughs> <laughs> and uh, right. like that's it's that's togepi exactly a it. child it, hey i'm i'm just, just saying what he, i'm just saying what that kid said of course me i was like that's like I was like when I kids like that's not that's impossible. Togepi's not in the Kanto region. <laughs> not even the penis part. It's not Togepi in Kanto. <laughs> this is like what um, first grade. Like so, like a six year old like doesn't even know what that is. like back then. Like most six year olds didn't know what that means. Yeah, like, I don't know what that is. But Togepi can't be in the Kanto region. <laughs> All right. What what about you, Brian? What's the, the first like a, a first memory uh, or well, the, the first flirtation with the mon? Flirty mon. I want to say, <laughs> say yeah, that's um, uh, the next game. Some rule yep. thirty four Gardevoir action. That's gonna be Gen nine. Oh, well, Got to be back. Give me five minutes. Still. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I want to say my my first experience with Pokemon was the anime, because I remember like it would be like a one of those like traditions where it's like you get off of school right and like you go home, and then Pokemon would literally be on like the half hour after you get off of school. Mm-hmm. I remember it so vividly because like on TV it was Sailor Moon first, then Pokemon. So like my sister would watch Sailor Moon and then I'd stick around for Pokemon. And I, I that was like just a daily ritual, like every every weekday. That was like the daily ritual. I got to get home to watch Pokemon, <laughs> and then of course, um, after a while, like parents as they do, it's like, oh, my kid likes this. Here's here's some stuff, and so they got the game, um, got red version, and I had almost no idea how to play the game. I was a kid that did didn't read like read a lot so obviously i'd be like skipping text it's like i want to play more oh, and so no. i was like i i would not know what to do and it it took until like more kids like caught on to it and like we would be talking about it where i would learn like oh i have to do this okay so it took me a long time to actually beat red version but i remember like after a while it's like okay i'm like finally at the elite four i can do it and it took me so many tries I officially, I finally did it, and I was like, "Sweet!" And it's like, "Oh, now you can uh, go get Mewtwo." I'm like, "Wait, what? What's Mewtwo?" Hopefully, and, like, oh, and so it'd be this: go to the mystery dungeon, fight your way down. And I was like, "All right, there's Mewtwo. I'm ready." I was like, "I did the save trick." Is like, well, actually, no. Um, I remember this vividly. Um. The, the last time I did the Mewtwo encounter, um, I accidentally killed Mewtwo. No! <laughs> My Charizard did a critical hit on Mewtwo, and then oh. I realized I didn't save. Oh, no. And oh, so God. I was like, I don't want to go through the dungeon again. And so I just, like, 
was settled with the fact that I was like, I'm just never getting Mewtwo at all. And then a kicker, for anyone that doesn't know, the old um, Game Boy cartridges had this little battery inside of them. And once that battery goes out, you can't save on the card anymore. And I remember this. It was it was like a summer day and I left my Game Boy in the car, right? Oh. And this is like my like I this is my like I've completed like red version. You know, I had like my really cool Charizard that I was I was kind of sad that it killed Mewtwo, but I was like, yeah, this is my Mewtwo killing Charizard. And I was trying to like make <laughs> I was trying to you know make up for the fact that I I couldn't get Mewtwo. And I turn it on and it's like start a new game. And the continue button wasn't there. I remember being so devastated. Like, I want to say the 12-year-old, 12-year-old Brian was just like, what? And it's like, I can't play anymore. And then so I was just like, oh no. And I basically like stopped playing until like like Gold and Silver came out. And so now at that point, I was like, I am protecting this thing with all of my life. <laughs> If it I'm if it's in the car, I'm burying it so the sun can't hit it. But then uh that is yeah, a heartbreaking story. It was very sad. I'm but sad then, for you. But yeah. But then like eventually like other things started showing up, like um like a card game became popular with like around my group of friends, and um I would try to learn how to play it. I remember like not really l- learning how to play when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But me and my friend would go to um, little store tournaments because there used to be a um, a long time ago there used to be a game store at, at the Hillsdale Mall, mm-hmm. and so we would go there to play. And um, I actually just found these. Um, people listening won't be able to see this, but I actually found the old uh, badges they would give to people. Wow. Wow. Cool guy. At the at the at the, the TCG uh, tournaments. Ancient relic of the past. So I, I have a I have a few of them. But it, it, it's really it was really it brought back a lot of memories. That's why I'm I'm kinda glad that I found them before this podcast. Mm-hmm. Do you find yeah. that link cable though? Oh, it's somewhere. <laughs> link cable. It's somewhere buried past. in a box. Mm-hmm. Man. Measure, you like, know what I found the other day of Pokemon memorabilia? Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember? It was like almost like a Pikachu Tamagotchi. <gasps> yes, I remember. Yeah, those. I think I remember a long time ago when it came out. That was the last time I got a good report card because that was the requirement <laughs> to get. <laughs> that was the requirement for me to get this Pikachu Poke Walker toy, and I found incentive. It incentive That's cool. and then after that there was no other incentive to ever do well in school ever again so i did it like sorry mom i'm gonna be walking my pikachu <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna be a pokemon trainer i i didn't get that because i was starting to uh i think i remember when it came out like, like when digivices came out and i was like dude mm-hmm. Digim- when yep. I, started, I made the transition digimon. from pokemon to digimon for a while i was like pokemon you can take a break <laughs> and i got the digivice <laughs> i thought it was so cool with the black digivice oh man with the ongoing battle. Yeah, man. Digimon was really cool. I'm Pokemon faithful because I have to be, but Digimon is very, very cool. 
I'm I'm stuck in that limbo between both. They both have they both have their interesting uh comparisons and um differences. Hmm. Speaking but of yeah. comparisons and differences, I actually want to oh. ask you guys hmm? what I'll start first. Think of your favorite Pokemon game. I'm going to start with a little like anecdote. So I, I would go back and forth between Pokemon. I'd be like, eh, I don't know if Pokemon is like appropriate for my age, but you know, no one gives a fuck anymore. Why, you know, no. kids being teenagers. Pokemon's for everybody. Yeah, right. It's like, no, I can't be cool. I can't play Pokemon anymore. Anyway, it doesn't matter because I, you know, I would still play the games. Marcelo, Mr. Dragon Master, who's not here today, beats <laughs> the game in three days, pretends he's all cool. Um, he would let me borrow the games, even though I was like, hey, I'm done with Pokemon. I said, like, no, you got to play Leaf Green. You got to play Pearl. You got to play whatever. Um, you know, one with um, Ruby Sapphire. I was like, okay, you know, oh, I guess Pokemon I could play. Of course, I fucking loved it. You know, the blue version was my thing. Um, and it's funny because I, again, like, I, I was like, okay, Pokemon, take a rest. And then I remember, like, you guys back on Pokemon and the cards. We went back to the revival phrase. But then Pokemon X and Y came out. And it was like, holy shit, mm-hmm. this is really cool. It looks good. It's updated. Mm-hmm. And, oh, man, it was so fun. I mean, it had some post-game stuff. Gold and Silver, of course, in my heart, will always have, like, the best post-game. It literally had the original eight Hell tips. Yeah. I was like, that, that was amazing. At, you know, yeah. whatever eight-year-old thing only thought. But yeah, like that was really cool. Like new Pokemon, new area, new adventure. It was just really good. And we all had, we had tournaments, we were fighting each other. But um, like Brian, I had a, a sad moment. I uh, I dropped my 3DS and it screen crashed. Yeah. yeah. No. It, there was nothing wrong with playability, but I was like, you know what? I'll restart it to see if it works. And dumbass me cleared my Pokedex. I I was like the second or first time I ever cleared the Pokedex. So I killed all these Pokemon. I think Lisa, you gave me like a Reggie seal for my birthday. There was a Deontay I found, and they're just dead. They deleted. <laughs> so no. I had so I had a similar experience to that because um the. The uh, the first uh, Pokemon black black and white version that came out, um, that was the one version where I transferred all of my Game Boy Pokemon to, mm-hmm. and I remember like it was back when like they started making like it wasn't Pokemon Home, but it was like the first the first version of that system. Mm-hmm. It was like the storage system. It's like, all right, I'm gonna I'm going to uh, transfer all my Pokemon to that, and I'm going to sell. Uh, my my white version because the the new pokemon game was coming out and it was like a few months after i did that and then i went on to the thing i was like looking for all of the legendaries that i've caught throughout the years mm-hmm. and all the other pokemon that i had and i was looking for it and i realized i didn't transfer them over and what made it even sadder is like um Tepig's my favorite pokemon just because of like playing black and white, it was so much fun. And also because I kept Tepig a Tepig the entire time. Because <laughs> I was on that bandwagon back in the day. It was like, well, this is the third firefighting starter. You know, I'm going to keep it. I'm not going to evolve it. And I actually got through the Elite Four with like Tepig being like a powerhouse for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> and that was gone too. And it was like my favorite Pokemon memory. It's like it was gone. And I was like, oh no. Um, but yeah, I I have to say X and Y though, I feel like is 
probably one of the best stories that they've made. Like, like there, there's like some interesting stories, but I feel like X and Y was the one story that actually kind of hit me different, mm-hmm. especially at the the end with um with AZ. Oh yeah. And like mm-hmm. he challenged you to a fight at the very end, and then it's like you find out that he was like the one that the legend was talking about that like it's a uh, flip baby kind of like disappeared, and he like was wandering the earth for like decade like centuries, and then it finally came back to him after he fought you. It's like oh, and also Lysander with the um, I'm gonna genocide the world <laughs> storyline. <laughs> Um, I can't remember like any other like villain being like that villainy before, so that was a very top contender. Yeah, but I from smell you later to destroy the world, <laughs> like leg- like legitimately. It's like I have a yeah. super weapon that is gonna kill everybody because I want <laughs> the world to reset, pretty much. Um, but like I always have a soft spot for gold and silver just because i remember like yeah, oh, yeah cool it's a, it's a new place and like all these like legitimately like a lot of the pokemon i really liked in in gen 2 but okay. then that moment where you beat the johto league and it's like all right are you are you ready for a, a new challenge and it's like here go back to kanto and do it all over again yes and i was like what you get to play red and blue all over again with mm-hmm. your Johto Pokemon and everybody's Dumb. stronger? That that was a very I played that so much. I re, is such an interesting thing. I'm fighting your rival spot. again. All right, go go. go, go, go. I just oh, want to no. say fighting your rival okay. again on Mount Moon was dope. Like mm-hmm. one more time, it's like you know what? I'm gonna prove to you I'm good. Like nah, thrashed. All right. Oh, look who showed up for Pokemon. Oh, you're just look at this guy. Found a a chance to break the time. The Dragon Master's here. (laughs) Hello. Sorry to interrupt. (laughs) (laughs) How's it going? Not much, man. Happy, uh, happy March. Yeah, we're in March. Yeah, man. Happy March. We're just talking about Pokemon. Um. We we're talking about what was it like our favorite ones or the game we have a soft spot for? Yeah, that's where we're at in the conversation right now. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, probably Pokemon Crystal. Crystal is good. Crystal is dope. I remember having that game and it being really fun, but also Pokemon Stadium. Oh Pokemon yeah, Stadium and Pokemon Stadium Two. I didn't I even think about those. Heck out of those games. Like See, those, those were some pretty. I remember like the whole thing of like Pokemon Stadium was like, oh man, you know, this could be the future of Pokemon, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Never. But what about in Pokemon Stadium, Nintendo sixty four? You get that cartridge, you got your red version, plug that bad mm-hmm. boy into your controller, and all of a sudden. What used to be on your handheld is now on your TV in your living room. That was hot. that for me was probably the coolest, like part of that whole experience. Was all of a sudden I can just boot up Pokemon Red on my TV in my living room, just like mm. big. I I don't know whoever thought of that 
like system, but they they deserve like the biggest promotion they they could have ever gotten. Yeah, I played the heck out of those games. Also, the mini games. Oh, the mini. I'm like, undefeated. <laughs> like legit. Like I feel like Nintendo should just take the mini games and just release them on the Switch, and everybody would love it. Imagine if they did a remaster at Pokemon Stadium. I'd probably pee. I would just want them to make Stadium free. <laughs> That would be sick too. Can you imagine how many Pokemon they'd have to put in there, though? All of them. A thousand. <laughs> Double it because of the shinies. That's right. Mm-hmm, that's true. I want my shiny Bidoof. <laughs> <laughs> any any other ones you could uh, that you have a soft swap for? Me. Yeah. Um, crystal, gold and silver, of course. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, the N64 games for sure. Pokemon Snap. Pokemon yeah, Snap. Pokemon Snap. And that new one coming up. I know, I'm so excited. <laughs> I want it so bad. Um, all great. those games. Of course, my original beautiful green version. The one that started it all. The one that started it all. <laughs> um, Yeah. X and Y was good. All the newer games have all been pretty good. I wasn't too much of a fan of Sun and Moon. It was like okay. I I understand why though. Yeah. But I, I I will die on my hill <laughs> of Sun and Moon being one of my favorites. Mm. I don't think I beat Sun and Moon. I don't, I think I remember you you said you gave up, but yeah. I I don't know. I I appreciate it for different reasons, I think. Wait, you I, gave up on I, a Pokemon game? Yeah, I did. I, I actually Who are you? I um <laughs> I got up to the boss, up to the gym leader that had uh the Mimi Q in it, and for some reason I couldn't get past it. And at that time, I ended up selling off my my uh DS. So I didn't have a chance to finish it, but I, I just remember not not caring for the game. The one argument I I hear a lot. That's kind of I feel like it's just fine. It's like a lot of people felt like it was one of the easiest games to play. Yeah. As far as like them holding, because I think Sun and Moon was the first one that was like, okay, every, you you just have XP share as a natural thing. Like all your Pokemon just earn XP now instead of the one the one in your party, like the first one in your party. Mm-hmm. And like the UI was very hand hand holdy. A little bit because I feel like that was the one where they actually told you if the move was super effective or not towards your opponent. Oh, like when you're in like the when you're choosing your attack. Yeah, when you're battling, it'll it'll show up as like, oh, this is super effective, or this is not very effective. Kind of like that modern mechanic. But yeah, I appreciate that Sun and Moon um, was like trying to veer away from like the gym leaders and yeah that was it was just the first one that was super different like that yeah i appreciate it it's not a bad game it's good it's 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 good i enjoy it but marcelo what about you what's it what's the one that stands out in your mind so there are three pokemon games that i can think of right away that i can say that i have like the softest spot in in my, my heart when it comes to this kind of stuff of course definitely red because that was the first um 
really that was one of the first video games that I played like on my own. Uh, I like I have a very vivid memory of going to Costco and picking up that you had the Game Boy Color with the Pokemon strategy guide and the oh, and wow. the game. And I remember my yeah. dad grabbing that bad boy <laughs> and going home with it. And oh man, that was so cool. You know, it's such a different experience. Um, and of course, silver, silver for me, uh, was probably, is probably one of my favorite Pokemon games, uh, probably has my favorite roster of Pokemon, uh, definitely like the Pokemon that they released for that. I have like, yeah, they're just my favorite ones. And then like my favorite Pokemon game that I played that I wish they would kind of remaster was fire red and leaf green. Um, Fire Red and Leaf Green were so cool because the game was so, at least at the time, the game was so big, right? Like, because you had all of Kanto and then you'd get on a boat and then you'd have like another set of islands that you'd go and you'd mm-hmm. just adventure on. And I thought that was so cool. Mm-hmm. And, they ex- and the islands actually let you catch Pokemon that weren't originally in the game as well. Right, right. But Orange you, Islands, baby. But do you remember how hype it was when Fire Red and Leaf Green came out? Because that was the first time they experimented with wireless um, compatibility. Like getting rid of the link cable and they had that adapter you put in the back of your, your game boy for, for a wireless like trading and battling. Yeah. Speaking of Pokemon, Lisa, where's our child? What? You had my child. You don't remember this? I gave you my Pokeball. Like, oh. maybe, maybe a you decade ago. You scared me for a second. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> what the heck do you? <laughs> dot, 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 dot. <laughs> um. <laughs> I forgot what Pokemon we had together. I think it was a Celebi or whatever. Mm-hmm. Probably at home. I'll have Where's to my... do a, I'll do a search. So wait. Where's so my wait, child? What is this? What is this? <laughs> explain. Like, explain. <laughs> so, God, what game was it for? It was for one of the DS Pokemon games, I think. And at the time, it came with like a little Pokeball, like um, it was oh, like, like a, a little, like, a little like, like, a pedo- st- like like a pedometer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And I and Lisa and I decided that we were, we were going to raise this child together. Mm-hmm. And she now apparently she's lost our child. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's it grew up and wanted to see the world. So sure, sure, it's adventuring my house, and I'll have to go look for it. <laughs> it's, Probably it's in the Pokemon box at home. <laughs> I'll go find it. The <laughs> question is, is, is it still there? <laughs> is the I... be still in the Pokeball? <laughs> oh, you, no. you change the battery out, all it's gonna be is like mother. You've returned. <laughs> it's gonna be that would be like the end of the movie where it's all like shriveled up and like oh dead. no, oh, God. out of this life. This is why I cannot Ruin have children. <laughs> <laughs> Wrinkly onion Celebi. <laughs> Ew. Oh. Ew. I, I, just, say, um, I definitely feel like uh, where we're at now with like Sword and Shield. I really enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed the DLC. I enjoyed the somewhat difficulty for the game because I, well, I mean, these are kids' games. So for me, I find them 
very easy to navigate, very predictable. But I've really enjoyed uh, Sword and Shield. Yeah, There's me still, too. Still so much I, content left. As as much as a lot of people like to complain about, you know, the game looking like quote unquote like ugly and stuff like that, or like there people are mad that not every Pokemon's in the game. And it's like I can understand criticism, but I mean, you're, at the end of the day, it's still a very f- fun game to play, at least in my perspective. And I feel like. Out of all the other games that they've made, like when you really dive deep into it, this is probably like the most they've added for you to do. Like, yeah, you got everybody loves Dynamaxing. Everybody's been feels like it's one of the additions that they've been waiting for. Um, I kind of miss uh, Mega Evolution, though. I kind of like that better. <laughs> I kind, I kind of agree with Unpopular you. Popular opinion. Because no, I, feel- I, I can do without any of this gimmicky Gigamax, Dynamax stuff. I just want to fuck something up <laughs> without a gimmick. But Marcelo, what if it's like, what if it's a baby Pokemon? Would you mega punch a baby? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Do <laughs> <laughs> the answer before you even said it. I mean, um, what was it? The, uh, the, old um z moves are you telling me that you you don't want to buy that bracelet and do the motions with z moves uh, are cool cool. that was the thing yeah and sun and moon they they came out with an actual they came out with the actual like bracelet and it was obviously targeted towards kids but it's like you're able to put in the crystal the, like the Z crystal in the and like they would have the kids do the like the move along with uh your you dance character. to make your Pokemon strong. That's cute. You had to do a haka to fucking oh, activate what? your Z move. Damn, I should have mm. got that. It was hyped. But yeah, I don't know. It's like that's one of those things where it's like a lot of people say like they bring out like mega evolution or z moves and dynamaxing and then it's like all oh, the next game that comes out they're gone you know mm-hmm. they're a thing of the past so i i can understand that criticism but like i don't know sword and shields like you have you have the the max raids they have that dungeon that came out for um the crown tundra raid. yeah that's really fun and also like that that legendary scavenger hunt kind of deal mm-hmm. um they what i was really impressed by for sword and shield was that they're starting to kind of experiment with how pokemon evolve and like for example um um this wasn't from sword and shield but it's like remember how like when inkay came out you gotta flip your freaking device upside down upside down or like like if you have a milstery and you want it to evolve, you have to like spin it. Like it's kind of like you have to like do certain things, or like you're far fetched. You have to like do three critical hits in order for it to evolve, mm-hmm. in like one in one fight. So there there's small improvements, but I feel like a lot of people nowadays are more focused on like 
well, it's Breath of the like Breath of the Wild can look like this on a Switch. How come Pokemon can't look like that? It was like, well, one because different company. Like, yes, it's published by Nintendo, but Game Freak still works with a smaller team than Nintendo has, and like I know there's like some development issues with Sword and Shield as far as like they tried to like pre pre plan their move to the switch but then a lot of stuff got corrupted when they're transferring all of their assets over so it's just kind of like a weird hustle i don't know but sword and shield's still fun yeah i like riding my bike around and hatching all my eggs by like 10 boxes of eggs because i want a shiny <laughs> i don't know how you do it <laughs> It's just hours and hours of, okay, talk to the lady, pick up my egg, ride around in circles. Okay, go back, talk to the lady, ride around in circles. Sword and Shield, the first game that introduced the uh, the direct like box management from your Pokedex without having to go to a Pokemon Center? I think that in, is legit. Actually, no. In, in Let's Go Pikachu, they have it. Yes. It, Those games don't ew. count. It, <laughs> I that, like that, that game. But that is that is original. That is where the the concept came from, and then everybody loved it so much that they actually added it on to Sword and Shield. Let's go Eevee and let's go Pikachu. Don't exist in my realm. <laughs> I mean, do you guys remember? Do you remember Hey You Pikachu? Yeah, of course <laughs> I do. It would listen to me half of the time. <laughs> And you just shout into your mic, and he looks at you. It's like, oh, you told it to come to you. No, I just went, ah! (laughs) Speaking of uh, funny things, I I have to do this shout-out. So when X and Y was really big, we started doing tournaments. So Mm -hmm. we went to our friend's house, and (laughs) we did it 2v2. And uh, you guys can think of, like, a funny, fun memory you have of Pokemon. But, uh, so me and my friend are fighting two other friends. And so he pulls out, uh, I think it's a Vanillux. And he buffed the Vanillux to make his sheer cold hit higher. I remember and this. laughing. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? So my friend, Fernando, uses sheer cold on me and we <laughs> lose the match. And he's laughing for, like, seven minutes straight i'm mad but laughing and so we That's do a fernando match. thing to do and then our, our friend steve he's like don't fucking do it right and of course <sighs> fernando's laughing and laughing and i'm laughing it's, it's literally just around him we just make each other laugh for 10 minutes and we just hear a, a no because <laughs> 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 he kept it, trying yeah and he, he basically he threw the match twice because it became Instead of 2v2, it became 3v1. <laughs> it is, uh, that's, that's definitely one of, like, a very so, favorite memory. So, and, lesson, lesson learned, don't team up with Fernando. Yeah, if you ever team up with a Fernando, they, they're trouble. Also, yeah, they're trouble. when Pokemon Go exploded, I don't think I've seen so many people on the streets late at night just chilling, doing their own thing, on their phones, working together, complete strangers. Oh, hey, there's a Dragonite over there. There's an Omastar over there. There's a site there. You know, like literally, you knew what people were doing, and people, all these people, were just coming together for Pokemon. It was crazy, crazy. It is. I just remember seeing like those news reports, like from all over the world, and like people like stampeding 
towards a location because someone said, oh, there's a Dragonite over there. Or like, oh, we uh, spotted um, a Gyarados. There's a Gyarados over there. And like stampeding people just like going towards one location. And I remember. I, I'll say, um, I feel like Pokemon Go, like after that, it kind of like dipped for a while. But I really think they've they've come around in the past year, especially with their accommodations towards the pandemic. Because mm-hmm. um, literally, you don't have to go outside to play anymore. Like every like every other day, I'll like open it up on my phone when I'm like in my home, and then I'll be like, oh, there's some Pokemon. It's like, oh, there's um, a raid happening nearby, and there's some people doing it, and like they made it so you can just remotely go to that raid and do it from your own home mm, and it's so cool. it and and they've i don't know it's a weird fad that you thought would have gone away by now but it's still it's still thriving even during this time yeah i picked it up again recently i um i played pokemon go a lot when it first came out mm-hmm. and then i went to japan to go visit my cousins and my cousins are younger than me like, oh, you play Pokemon Go too? Oh my gosh, they're so excited. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I play Pokemon Go. Want to see my Pokedex? And I show them my Pokedex. They're just like, oh, so much is missing. <laughs> Ex- <laughs> like, excuse me? And then, like, I look at their Pokedexes. And because in Japan, it's there's Pokestops everywhere. Everything was full. They had every single Pokemon. They had, like, it discouraged me. <laughs> oh, my no. pride my pride was shaken <laughs> so i put it down for a while but i opened it back up a while ago and they've added a lot they they've been they've been doing the work mm-hmm. that's for sure um what's interesting in the lens like pokemon landscape nowadays is just like how much there is you know like when they did the presentation, um, at the beginning of the presentation, they did that like little montage of mm-hmm. everything that released throughout the years. And it was just really one of those things where you like had to stop and look at it. It's like, wow, there has been a lot of Pokemon. No wonder they're like the biggest company. Mm-hmm. They've made in a the lot of content. Right now. It's very surprising. Um, but yeah. I have a question. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. What is everyone's favorite Pokemon movie? Oh, God. Pokemon 2000. Good choice. Ding, ding. (laughs) Yeah. That movie is so good. Pokemon 2000 is, is just one of those movies where, like, you can watch it no matter, like, where you are in the Pokemon timeline. And it's just... Altogether, it was built really well. I mean, Lugia, Articuno, Moltres, Zapdos. Slow King. Oh, well, well, you know, that's the weakest part of it all, but. What? (laughs) He's so wild. How dare you? (laughs) Are y'all got to disagree? It's got to be the first one for me. Nostalgia forever. From you too. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, that first movie is amazing too. Here's my question. Say, oh, go ahead, Brian. Well, I was going to ask Joel, have you seen the remake? 
Uh, didn't we see it together before the pandemic? <laughs> no, because it came out um, during. It, wait, it, it came out the, last year. I thought we saw it right before. Like it was like new graphics. Wasn't like no. We, we watched it uh, as a Netflix party thing. One yeah. kind That's of what it was. We watched there kind of on a Netflix like the, party one of the thing. Netflix parties, huh? Yeah. Damn. I thought we were all together. That must have been that different Pokemon party. Pokemon bringing people together. I will say the remake doesn't hit the same. It does not. I actually haven't watched it yet. I couldn't bring myself to watch it. (laughs) It's definitely worth a one-time watch just to see the difference. Hmm. But there are some beats that don't hit the same as the original one did. There's the Pikachu slapping scene. That was my favorite. Did they keep that in there? No, they kept that in there. But okay, good. As far as like, because obviously all the music's not this. Like the music is what really hit for the original movie. Yeah. And obviously they, due to legal reasons, they could they didn't keep the music. So it's just like that. The ending scene just didn't hit. I don't know. You don't realize what goes into like making like that scene like what it was without all the components there. Yeah. You know. All right, I'll give it a watch. And also, all the jokes aren't there either. That's no. upsetting. Why would they do that? That's rude. Try to modernize it a little bit, but it's like yeah, eh, eh, eh. didn't hit the same. <laughs> Unpopular uh, opinion. My favorite is the third one. Well, I know why <laughs> your favorite is the third one because you... Ente. Yeah. Is that the one with the dumb girl. flying machine? No. Yeah. What the dumb, the dumb flying machine? Yeah, the, the helicopter blade thing. I say were the dumb. dudes like That's were the, the dudes second one, the collector guy in the oh, helicopter. Okay. Oh, um, excuse me. It's um, <laughs> yeah, That's Lawrence the third. Thank you very much. Okay, Lawrence <laughs> can fucking die because he's not that great. So, oh, here's my me- here's my memory about going to the, see the third one. Uh, we went to my local movie theater here, mm-hmm. and uh, we got, we bought two. My mom took me. We bought two tickets. And, you know, when you when you went to go see these movies, you know, they gave you a Pokemon card. Um, so I remember the dude behind the counter grabbing like a handful of the Entei cards that you would get from that movie. Just like a like a, I had like he gave me like two dozen of them. He just went, here you go. <laughs> I was like, wow. Damn. <laughs> Where are they now? Where are they now? I don't know. I, uh, I uh, the other day I pulled out my Pokemon collection and I found I still have the uh, the Mew card. Still in pretty yeah, decent condition. Yeah, I still have Mew. it. I love it. Guys, it's all about Entei, though. Papa. 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 He's the, he's the worst of the three crying. dogs, too. <laughs> <laughs> that movie makes me freaking sob. Like, I haven't cry. seen that one. I've seen, I've seen no, it awesome. firsthand. Lisa, Lisa just <laughs> automatically starts crying at the beginning. What happens in that one, anyways? It's Girl. like... It's like Frozen, but Pokemon. It freezes no. over or something. No. No. <laughs> it's a little girl, and her dad goes out to start, like research unknown, and then he goes missing, and, and then she misses out. She wishes for Papa, and then the unknown, like, fabricate an Entei to be her Papa and kidnaps people to be her mom, and, and it's so oh, good. Oh, yeah, with yeah. the nurse Joy, right? Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Oh no, cry. no! Um, Nurse Joy was the first movie. Uh, Ante kidnaps Ash's mom to be her. Oh, papa. it is Ash's mom. Uh, her mama. Yeah, 
literally just mom theft <laughs> the beginning yeah. of the movie it's yeah, fine just... it's fine she needed a mama it's okay i wonder how mad his dad mr mime was <laughs> <laughs> that catch him daddy oh no he caught him all right mm-hmm. oh i i a quick shout out to the newest series if you guys haven't watched pokemon like if you guys are interested still in watching pokemon and haven't seen journey I highly recommend it. It's a very good show. It's a very it's a very quality show. And I think actually the news the last half of the first season just came out too. I haven't watched it yet. The one where Ash finally beats the Elite Four. No, that was la- that was last uh, the Sun and Moon series. This is the they kind of made it different. So it's not the same where he, he Ash just goes to a new region. This one is that him and the and the new other main character go. Um, each episode they travel to a different region to do like the Pokemon professor sends them off on like a to do like a task. And so they go to a different region each episode and like goes goes thing is like he's literally trying to catch them all. He wants his Pokedex filled out a hundred percent. And so like he's just throwing Pokeballs left and right wherever he goes. But then like they do they do very well at doing callbacks to all the other seasons wherever like they'll meet a character you haven't seen in like years. And then they, they do the really good job of like taking this whole world and like putting it into like one series. Ooh. Or it's not like, did isolated. you, did you like the red versus blue shorts on uh well, I saw them on YouTube. Is it like where oh, he the... fights like uh What's that alien Pokemon with Rayquaza and stuff? Is it the? Are you talking about those? No, I think you're talking about the ones they they released for. They released for the the last anniversary, where it's like it was more of like the game version, where it's like red and blue. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are really good. Really high quality. Joel, you haven't seen those. That's what it's called. No. There's another one. So, basically, it was like a mini like YouTube series, where. It was kind of like the first version of Pokemon, but it instead of like having it be Ash and Gary, it's like red and blue, and it's like more of like the video game. And so, like, they have this really nice art style, and like, literally, the small series was just like you're following Red through his journey to like the Elite Four and like becoming a Pokemon master. So it's like sounds dope. It's very good, and like the it's art really style cool. is very very well done. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but like, there's a scene in the first episode that will just make you go, "Oh shit!" Like this is re- real. I remember those high quality ones where like they he fights Deoxys with Rayquaza, and then like he fights the like Team Rocket. Those are really cool. The fact that they did more. Oh, dude. Okay, all right. I'll I'll go in. They, I I, I think I know which ones you're thinking about, and those were like small little like yeah. I think they're like legends like like little videos but this one's yeah. like a small mini series that they made for like youtube oh dope I'll have to really check it out. good hmm. um along with the original pokemon theme you gotta yeah check that out too oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the original <laughs> anime opening yeah yeah like if i have to like be hyped up like when i would go to the gym on the treadmill mm-hmm. that's the one nice <laughs> all right so we've talked about our past with Pokemon. Now let's talk about our uh, 
are present in the future with Pokemon. So, like I said, the 25th anniversary just happened. And so there's been a lot of things popping off. Um, namely, we've got some new games coming out. Uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. The, the Diamond and Pearl remakes that we've been asking for for so long. And of course, as soon as the videos pop out, half the internet starts shitting on it. I know, that was so sad. Like, isn't this what you guys wanted? Like, So I, I wanted to ask you guys, what, it, what is your opinion about just like how, it, how the game looks? I think like, it's what cute. Do you think? I think they did a good job. They're trying to keep it. Because if they changed it too much, people would throw a fit. So the little chibis and like, I think it looks really good. I'll see yeah. what the problem is. <laughs> I'm not too big of a fan of the art style. I mean, it won't stop me from playing the game because I really enjoyed those games too. They had good stories. The Pokemon were cool and everything. Um, I kind of, you know, it's still a remaster because of course they, they're not using any of the old assets, right? It's like, uh, it's a full build, right? Oh, yeah. I just kind of yes. wish I could have gotten some of like the newer sword and shield like and it, and it maybe it's mm. because it's what i'm used to right now because it's the most thing that's like what's yeah. fresh in my head yeah because i think what they what they did in the past was um it's usually like whatever like the newest version is they model it after that but i think what's interesting is that this is the first time that a mainline pokemon game isn't being made by game freak mm. you know who's running it um, I can tell you it's, um, I could tell you in a second, if you would like to banter a little bit. Banter, banter, banter. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I think, I think people are definitely being a little, uh, like irrational about, but it's like with any fandom, right? With any fandom, if one thing isn't exactly what they're expecting for like a remaster, then of course people are going to complain about it. At the end of the day, it's just going to be a Pokemon game. I mean, it looks nicer than what Diamond and Pearl was, you know, like when you think about like the, the graphical style, it's not very spritey anymore. Mm -hmm. And we only saw little clips of it. Like maybe when you play it, you'll like it better. You don't know. Right, right. <laughs> be you can't, harsh on it before can't really judge it just yet. Mm -hmm. That's not nice. Um. Brian has a searching face on. What were the starters people... for that Pokemon for that series? Was it the it was Turtwig, the... Chimchar, and Pipwig? Turtwig. Okay. Yeah, Turtwig. see those are those okay. are great starters. So the people that are making Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl is uh Ilka Incorporated. Mm. Um they've I'm not too familiar what with what they've done. Um They've done like some work for different series like Dragon Quest and um like other somewhat big properties. Um they did do the Pokemon they made Pokemon Home. Or at least they did the art for Pokemon Home. So they've they've worked with Pokemon before. But this is the the first time that Game like Pokemon in general is relying on another studio to make like another big game for them. So I can understand why it's kind of weird that they would choose 
like this art style. Mm-hmm. But they did say they wanted to make it faithful to the old game, so I can kind of see why they wanted to try to make them like 3D-esque, but still hold that old charm of like having the chibi like character models for like the outer world. And then when you're in like a Pokemon battle, you have like the full character version. I mean, they've worked on great games. It says here that they've worked on Metal Gear Revengeance. Oh. Y- Yakuza really? Zero. All right. Nier, a- Nier, yeah. Nier Automata. Ace Combat 7. Dragon Quest. Which I, I now looking, uh, since they've worked on Dragon Quest, I can understand kind of the chibiness to it, kind of the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are great games. Nier is a great game. It plays well. I'm not sure to what extent they worked on it, but knowing that they've had some sort of hand makes makes me like trust the developer more. You know, like I, um, Game Freak wouldn't have given them like kind of the the go ahead without knowing what they're doing because Game Freak has had so much. You know, they it's, this is their freaking bread and butter, right? Pokemon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. And- and even still, um, the original director for Diamond and Pearl is working on this. Um, Junichi Misuda is still directing the re- this remake. So it's like That's you dope. still have, so like you have a new company, but you also still have the original mind of the the game direction. But as far as I, as far as what they've told, they said that um, they want to make it faithful to the original game, but they all they're also bringing in all the quality of life mechanics that they put into like the newer games. So I can only assume that means like the battle mechanics. Um, hopefully the, uh, just having your Pokemon storage with you is in the game. As Hope well. so. Wonder trade. Wonder, Wonder trade. trade. Yeah. I've been Everybody getting so many spells. Bam, like Pokemon and Sword and Shield doing the random trades where, like, some kind of hacked legendary, they're holding a Master Ball, and the name of the Pokemon is, like, I don't know what it's some like, URL. Some URL, and it's like, wow, yeah. cool, I got a shiny legendary, but it's named this URL. I hate this. Yep. You can't rename them, even like once. Not, 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 not traded. traded. Okay. Not traded. I- was there ever a game where they let you or no? I think it maybe not. If but... if you're trading between players, I think they let you do it once, but if you get it from Wonder Trade, you can't rename it. Oh, that's what it is. Um but yeah, it I don't know, like like I think like more so like it's there's still enough time to wait to see what else comes to this game. Um so we'll we'll see. I I know I'm I'm playing it. You know, it'll be fun to venture around. They have our money again. regardless. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but something we didn't really expect to happen. Um, we are finally getting that open world esque adventure game. That people have been kind of wishing for for a long time. Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. We're going to be getting <laughs> early next year. So that when we saw the trailer for that game. And then 
immediately when you saw the character throw the Pokeball out in the open and catch a Pokemon, was that the only one that started like going crazy? <laughs> it was, uh, I was very surprised. Like, I really was. I was like, oh, what's going on here? Oh, what? He's just going to straight up throw it? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, it was just, I, it was so simple. Like, the trailer itself was so simple, but it was just like the things that you see that, like, you never really saw in a Pokemon game before. It was like, I could do combat roles in Pokemon now. <laughs> it was cool. Do, do like stealth mission, like sneaking around, being stealthy, trying to sneak up on Pokemon and try to catch them with your Pokeballs. Also, the just the the setting itself it being in the far past, because I remember like watching the the fourth movie and like having the young Professor Oak with like that steampunk Pokeball, right? Like Daddy Oak. That, yeah, the twist <laughs> that twist that knob to like have the Pokeball open. Like he'd be sketching Pokemon, and it's like that's what that this game reminds me of, and I'm very excited to see how far they take like this old world of Pokemon. I'm excited to see it. The trailer was a little bit like you know the graphics. I think they're gonna struggle. I think they're gonna try to put in a lot, and it's gonna the Switch might have a hard time running it. But mm. if they can execute it, it's gonna be amazing. I'm excited. I think they'll need the new switch for it though. Needs the power. Mm -hmm. And don't, didn't you get like how like the opening shot is like exactly like the opening shot for Breath of the Wild? Like it's they both have piano music playing and it's both like looking at green pastures. They copied it's, it. <laughs> it's, that, it's that new trope. Hey man, if Sidon's in both of them, I don't care. Put that shark man on. <laughs> Give me <laughs> shark man. Give me that shark man. <laughs> That shark daddy. What are your thoughts, Marcelo? Excited about it. I mean, it's definitely a, an interesting concept that I know. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still going to be a Pokemon game. You know, there's still the, you know, the battle. You know, from the trailer, I thought it was interesting to see, kind of like the 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 character kind of offset. With like, you can still see the main character while the Pokemon are battling. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, but from just that gameplay on its own, it, it's still going to play the same. You know, the Pokemon are still going to fight how they fight now. Um, so, you know, that's cool and all. I mean, it's a Pokemon game. But I'm curious to see how the character itself will interact with the environment now in comparison to what we get now. Um I'm still going to buy it. <laughs> like It's still going to happen. They still have our money. They still have our money. <laughs> no matter what, like it or not, I'm spending money on it. And if I have they to buy a new Switch for it, that, and that's why I just bought a Switch Lite. Because I just, I know something is coming, and I'm not wanting to, I didn't want to spend all that money on a new Switch that, moving forward, won't potentially be able to run as well with all these new games, with all these new improvements and stuff like that. Right. You know, just because I I heard like Age of Calamity has some trouble running on the Switch. It's, yeah, so it's still serviceable, but there's that you can definitely see when the system's struggling to just pile on the enemies onto the map. For sure. 
Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting where they take this if they decide to make it like a new series of games. I guess depending mm-hmm. on how well it's because they did they did confirm that it's a single player only game. Interesting. There's going to be no multiplayer aspect to it whatsoever. So no trading or anything. Nope. Wow. Interesting. It's a single player adventure. That's kind of through nice. an old world. And so it'll be it'll be interesting to see where they take this. Where if this is how we delve into like the old history mm-hmm. of Pokemon. If they decide to like go to different regions and like say this is how the regions look back in back in the old times, or if they decide to make new regions, or if maybe see the Pokemon War that they always keep kind of talking about, but you never really seeing, mm-hmm. you know. So I hope I hope it does well. I think it will do well. Yeah. Yes. It makes it easier on them too, because they can do past Pokemon, meaning they can keep using um, Pokemon that already are in, in existence instead of constantly mm. creating more Pokemon, more Pokemon. Gives yeah. them a little bit of a creative break in that aspect, so that's yeah. good. And here's I thought it was interesting is that it's still the it's still a Sinnoh region, so it's like the Diamond, like you, you assume that the Pokemon you'll see will be the ones that you see in Diamond and Pearl. Mm-hmm. But they decided for your starters um, you get the Thanks. options between Cyndaquil, Rowlet, and um, and Oshawa. Cyndaquil. Cyndaquil I game. love Cyndaquil and Rowlet. Rowlet is my little round boy. He was my favorite <laughs> part of that whole game was just the Rowlet. It's fat and round and I love it. <laughs> so yeah, it's... And then you have the whole Arceus thing and saying that it ties into your character's adventure somehow. So you are Arceus. We become God. God, what? what that's a tr- that would be a trip. It's like, wow, well, I didn't know Pokemon was being that. <laughs> yeah. Transcending. Fire up and hand. realize it was all a dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to learn more about that game as the year goes on. I'm sure they'll at some point during the summer they'll probably talk a little bit more about it once they're ready. Um, but as far as things are closer we do have a better idea of what the new pokemon snap game is going to look like and it looks <laughs> super fun i'm so excited i'm gonna cry <laughs> um i believe a lot of the heavy lifting was done by bandai namco mm-hmm. for this new game so like pokemon company's been kind of buddy buddy with them as well yeah. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see like if we can get more of these kind of games with the help of other companies while Game Freak just focuses in on what they consider to be the main priority. Because po- new Pokemon Snap game looks very good. Like I was Beautiful. I was kind of surprised. Like the difference between their first trailer and their second trailer was like, oh, okay. I see what you're doing now. I wanted Snap. Pokemon Snap. For yeah. the Switch, since I got my Switch, I got my <laughs> Switch, and I was like, you know, a game would be awesome on this thing, Pokemon Snap. Where is it? And now we get it. I'm happy. They heard your cries. <laughs> I wanted a Pokemon Snap sequel since Pokemon Snap. Mm-hmm. I had that game was so much fun. It was so easy going. Like I remember looking at the constellations. Remember those that the those yeah. missions you have to take pictures of, like the hidden, the hidden Pokemon. Mm-hmm. All the secrets, yeah. Yep. 
Uh, I'm excited to see all the different secrets they can do. Yeah. But I, think, I, I think everybody was in like a consensus, like when the 3DS came out and like they really focused it on like the gyroscope, like gyroscopics of the 3DS. And it's like that was the perfect time to bring out a new Pokemon Snap game and they never did. Rude of them. How dare they? But I guess better late than never, right? Yes. They're getting your money. It doesn't matter. They're still getting your money. True. They're um, building up the hype. And I can't seem to find an exact count, but I think they rumored, they said that there's going to be somewhere around 200 Pokemon in this game. <laughs> so there's going to be a lot to do. Um, also, it feels like this the new system that they have added for like grading your, your photos is a little bit more lenient than professor Oak used to be. You were close. Welcome <laughs> back. <laughs> wow. Wow. Remember the sound effects? Duck, is doop, this two bloop, Pikachu dating? <laughs> drilled into your mind trying to get that perfect picture so Professor Oak would be happy. <laughs> that stupid Gyarados photo in the waterfall. It's hard to get it just right. I like, remember trying to figure out how to take a picture of Magnemite and it'll just start screaming at you. Yeah. It's like, oh, or God. Mew. Mew in the freaking bubble. I was like, how do I pop his bubble? I don't get it. Are you guys, so what about when you would just pester ball Meowth over and over again just to see him, just to see him like flinch? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's they got rid of that. So instead, Lame. Of, instead of pester balls, now they have I think they're called Lumina balls or Luma balls, and it lights them up or something, right? And like yeah, it like lights them up and it like changes aspects. Like they showed off like that that score bunny that was doing like the flaming kicks, and then when he threw the ball, it turned its fire to blue. That's so like, cool okay. It's like I understand. Like nowadays, it's probably not the best to like have an item that is definitely made to like annoy or like injure, <laughs> harass, <laughs> harass Pokemon. It's like oh, we're gonna Animal make them look. Like... <laughs> what I thought was interesting is that they also mentioned that there's somewhat of like a day and night cycle for each level. So like you can go through a level in daytime or nighttime and like things will change depending on what time of day it is. Like uh so I don't know what that like how far that will go. Um but yeah, there's there's a lot to say, like have like just like digest a little bit cuz there's from what I remember seeing they showed off that like your catalog of photos like remember, like you would have to find like the perfect one to keep in your catalog for for the professor. Well, now it seems like they have a spot for each for different rankings, because like four star is like the highest, but then they have a spot for like one star, two star, and three star. So it seems like they're be like they're allowing you to kind of keep more of the photos that you make. And then also they have the like photo editor so you can kind of like do the whole Instagram thing with like your fucking Pokemon photos and share them on the internet. And he likes. Yeah, they actually do have that like system. 
like I think they call like a medals. Like you earn medals for the ones that you put online, and then if they get enough, they like spotlight them in like their their game menu. Cool. Like, okay. Damn. Yeah. When does that come out? April thirtieth. Oh. Yes. <laughs> it's like right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Two Looks days before like... my birthday. Happy birthday, Ooh, Brian. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Brian. I'll be playing Pokemon Snap all day. Here's the pass through ball. <laughs> happy <laughs> birthday. Well, yeah. Holy crap. That's crazy. Wow. It's going to be, good. It's gonna be so fun. So soon. Right? Mm-hmm. Less than two Time months. Bye. Um, but yeah. That's about it for the gaming stuff. Did any of you happen to catch the Post Malone concert? I didn't watch it because I thought it was going to be bad. <laughs> Apparently, a lot of people liked it. Apparently, a lot of people enjoyed it. Was it? Wait, was it a concert or like a, a video? So it was. It was a video, but it was like a concert. So what they did was they made an animated, like a Pokemon animated post malone and he like he did like he did four so- like four of his songs and then as he was singing he was kind of like doing that thing where like he's like kind of like singing and like roaming around like an area and like it kept transitioning to different like environments and in those environments they just had pokemon just kind of like roaming around and it's very it was very weird at first but then it's like okay i can see what I can see what they were going with here. It's just kind of like Post Malone. I just shared it in the general chat too, so in case anybody wanted to see it. Yeah. I'll definitely watch it after. But it, it was just such an interesting choice. It's like, I, like your your family friendly product. You have Post Malone doing a concert for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's and it's like Post Malone characters. doing a cover of a song. No, he's just doing his songs. Um, one of them was the cover he released recently of um, what was that called? It's well, the song I'm listening to right now is "Only Want to Be with You," but that's a cover song. Yeah, that was uh, the cover he he released recently. Oh, and then he did three of his regular songs, so they weren't Pokemon oh, songs. Oh, okay, but... okay, I see. But they, uh, it's it's this whole like cel- like thing they're doing because later on this year they're releasing a anniversary album like we already know Katy Perry's on it. What? Post Malone's going to be on it, and they're going to be re- <laughs> announcing other people throughout the year up until the the soundtrack comes out. Are they putting the original anime theme? <laughs> From- the original theme. <laughs> they haven't really specified what exactly they're doing but from what people have been reporting they're doing songs that are celebrations of pokemon so they're not necessarily covers of song pokemon songs uh-huh. but they're like songs about pokemon i want a cover of the jigglypuff song oh my god <laughs> i want some like intense like rapper to be singing the jigglypuff song i think that would sell Record. <laughs> jiggly, jiggly, jiggly puff. <laughs> Getting jiggly, jiggly, jiggly rough. J- jiggly with my jiggly puff. 
So that that that'll be interesting. But yeah, it was it was really weird. I do appreciate though that even that was gifable because at some point they're in this like dark area and then there's an Umbreon just kind of like bobbing its head to like Post Malone <laughs> singing. I like what it, there was a tweet. It's like, yeah, man, Post Malone's singing about getting nasty and then there's a Lugia flying overhead. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that one today. <laughs> I'll give you a Lugia. <laughs> I was like, "Oh no!" Yeah, arrow blast me. <laughs> it's like, "Well, kids, you're about you're about to." Uh, uh, yeah, right. Learn something. Mommy, today. what does it mean? <laughs> oh no! Well, when you uh, your mommy and daddy really love each other, there is a Deoxys. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Some, uh, some DNA uh, swirling. Oh there. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no. There's Birds a Vespa and the queen. bees, but with Pokemon. Yeah, the Vespa queens and the Farfetch. Oh, I don't like imagining that. <laughs> Bzz, whack, 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 whack. Bzz, whack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that happened. Um, <laughs> and then I guess I talked about this a little bit last time. And I guess now it's going to talk a little bit more about it but um the card game has been very interesting the past few months mm-hmm. everything's sold out everywhere i have so Not... many pokemon cards to open my uh my target put uh my uh, well one of the two targets in my area finally put up signs that you can only buy three of any like type of pokemon card thing yeah, I've been Good. seeing I've been seeing a few targets doing that around here too, but the, uh, at, the, at the same time, it's just kind of like you know, there's probably a whole group of people like planning it out and like yeah. doing doing what they do best. Um, yeah. At the mall here nearby, um, they actually had like a security person kind of watching last time. I was just walking by. Really? Saying, oh, is there? Is it, there was a guy at the Pokemon cards, and there was someone talking to someone. Maybe it wasn't security, but. Definitely, there was someone with someone. Like, I think he was asking questions, like probably how many I can take and stuff. And like someone an was definitely employee. there. Yeah. Oh wow! I'm it's a hot thing right now. Yeah, because it's it's been very crazy. Because um, I don't. It's a it's a whole cluster of like things kind of merging together. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's very strange like so many adults our age are just buying so many pokemon cards that the kids and the new generation don't even get to play and that's kind of not fair so i'm glad that they're doing like some restrictions that's like that's nice yeah you you really went deep dive on the cards last time i mean not that it's it was it was important subject to address for sure and you know i even think about that lisa how like all these adults are buying it and kids don't even have a chance. Right. I was like, yeah. Oh, I didn't. Cause you know, it got popular and you made a great point, Brian. You were like, you know, one celebrity makes it popular and he was wrong, but it's like, Oh shit, I need to get my Pokemon cards, you know? And, and, mm-hmm. and they weren't even good cards, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, you know what I mean? Good. You know what I mean? But it's just, it's crazy. They're, but... they're popular. So that's what yeah. we're really Yeah. Um, it's just sad. Like I want the new generation to be able to enjoy it as much as we did, and they can't even get a chance to because yeah. 
adults are buying them in bulk. Like that's yeah. sad. It's, it's it's a it's a it's a big cluster of a lot of things just because there's there's many factors that go into it. Um and uh someone in the Pokemon community that I talked to a lot, um, she just made a a video on YouTube kind of like doing her analysis on the whole situation. Um it's very it's a very, very good like she did a very good job and it's a very interesting watch. I'd suggest anyone that's interested in like learning more about like what like what led up to like this whole kind of situation um it's a frosted caribou on on youtube she just released a video last week and it's very good like she goes she starts off with just kind of like show like showing like the recent events in the in the tcg world that's been going on and then she kind of like breaks it down like a timeline from like the beginning to now um she can explain it a lot better than i can so it's a it's a very good watch but um yeah it's just a lot of people cashing in on a an upward trend and then kind of making it hard for regular people to enjoy the hobby that they've had for since they were kids yeah and like you literally have these content creators like the Logan Pauls of the world and stuff like that, kind of like feeding into the monetary value, like the the market value mm-hmm. of like the game, which is in and itself like, yeah, like any anything can have like a value to it if it's like a collectible. Mm-hmm. But at this point, it's literally like the the stock market of Pokemon. Like people, like things are fluctuating in and out up and down left and right and you have these people that are taking advantage people that don't care about the game really they're just kind of in it to make a quick buck no matter like what their explanation is it's still kind of at the end of the day shitty it's shady yeah. dude it's 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 the, it's the scalper mentality and like yeah. there's a lot of people that are trying to like say go don't say scalper it's like it's it's what it is you know it's been no you're you're scalpers being a scalper. have been here yeah scalpers have been here but it's like okay, yeah. There's been there's been droughts in like card games before, and there's mm-hmm. been like times where like you know popularity has peaked, and so it's a lot harder. But like this is like different because you have the pandemic, so everybody's at home. So either have people that you have the people that have been in this hobby for a long time, and you have people that picked it up because it's like I have nothing to do. I'm at home. I have this money that I usually spend on activities outside the home. Mm-hmm. Hey, Pokemon, see, the Pokemon card game seems interesting, or I used to play it back in the day. Let's hop back into it, you know, and see what's up. And then, so you have that upswing and that's fine, you know, cause it's people that want to enjoy the hobby. And then you have influencers that are putting a big monetary, like hyping up a big monetary value on it. And don't stop to think about what that could possibly do in the long term. Cause now you have all these content creators like hyping people up and it's like, Oh, you can make money off of this. And so you have people like, Oh, you know, I need to get on this trend. And now they're swiping up as much product as they can off the shelves. Like I remember Marcelo saying 
last podcast where like you literally saw somebody like just take his sweep a whole bunch of product into like the shopping cart and it just like takes like goes off with it and you have people f- literally fist fighting over pokemon cards it's like that uh that tweet you you like or responded to this guy had like boxes and boxes it's like bruh you're gonna throw that out in a week 90 percent of those cards are going away and you know 90 percent of those cards are probably for like little kids and you just probably like dash their dreams because you wanted to make money which i get sure but it's like you don't need 10 boxes of that trading card but i mean i guess it's your money whatever the fuck you want but it's just like you know mm-hmm. yeah you're buying them because you enjoy it. You're collecting the cards. You want to pull a certain card. Like more power to you. If you're yeah. buying it to take advantage of people who do actually like it, then that's not cool. And you yeah. can go step in dog poop. And and there there is a big difference between sellers and scalpers. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah, because yeah. people because people that had their collection for a long time and are just taking advantage of the price hike, that's that's okay because you know, it's your cards and. Eventually, your idea was to sell them anyway. It just so happens that now prices are going up. So it's like, okay, I'm going to take advantage of it. But like scalpers are literally there to take all the product off of store shelves to create the more demand. And it's like, where are you going to buy it? You can't buy it in a store. I'm selling it, but I'm going to hike it up three times the price. And it's just kind of sad because you there, there's so many like videos that you can see of like parents taking their kid like one thing I think is kind of weird that parents are filming their kids being sad. That's just me. But nice. it, it 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 is kind of heartbreaking because this is the situation where like there are kids that can't or there's kids and there's just people in general that enjoy this hobby mm-hmm. that can't enjoy it anymore mm-hmm. and there are literally people that are like i can't buy anything anywhere and i don't have the money to be spending hundreds of dollars on a product that's only worth like 50 bucks 80 bucks and so they feel like they're being priced out of the thing they've been enjoying for years mm-hmm. and it's just really sad to see yeah and of course mm-hmm. um i know i've like I have firsthand experience how nerve wracking it can be when Pokemon announces a new card set and you're like, okay, who's, who's doing pre-orders? You know, we, they get to do pre-orders months in advance now and mm-hmm. to make sure that you can get like product made like to you. And even then because of the pandemic, um, Pokemon company had to close down, um, I think they closed down like two of their printing locations. Mm-hmm. So product so product production was low because they had to close down some printing um some of their printing locations. Mm. Um but recently they said that they're focusing on more production of of recent sets. So hopefully yeah. once once that ramps up and they're able just to push out a lot of product out to the world. Mm-hmm. that hopefully it kind of helps regulate a little bit. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, because, you know, it's nice Everyone to have Everyone should a hobby. enjoy Pokemon. 
Yeah. It's fun. It is. Everyone has a favorite, too. Everyone has a favorite. Or multiple favorites. Yes, multiple favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's 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 a weird time right now, but even though a lot of the things that we just talked about, it seems kind of doom and gloom, you just have to remember that it, it it's gonna it's gonna I think we're at the point where it's kind of seen its darkest moment. Yeah. So now we just kind of have to hold tight. You know, it's slow. It's slowly getting better. Just it's getting a tiny bit easier. Like not as much as we like, but we're gonna see it kind of come back. And especially once things start getting better, just like in the world, and like there's people gonna be dropping off because now they can do other things. Like okay, I'm just gonna. You know, this was fun. I'm going to go somewhere else. And yeah. the value, like, people are going to be wising up to, like, we're not going to be buying from these people that are trying to price gouge us anymore. And so hopefully everything just kind of eventually regulates. It'll take some time, but it'll get there. Yeah. I want to go to another Pokemon convention. <laughs> yeah. I feel kind of bad because they they Pokemon Company recently just said that they had to ca- they're canceling their worlds again for the second year in a row, which is kind of sad. sad. Understandable, but it's sad. <laughs> safe, but sad. It's safe. So it's it's a it's an interesting time for sure, and all 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 I could say is you just gotta hope for the best and just kind of keep pushing forward, you know. Because Pokemon's fun and it should be enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. been no. around for twenty five years? Yeah. But yeah. Just again, I would, I would, I very recommend watching that video if you're interested from uh, Frosted Caribou on on YouTube. I will check it out. Yes. Um. But yeah, I think. Pokemon has been a big part of <laughs> our uh, ner- our nerdy lives. <laughs> Most definitely, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, just like Marcelo, you know, that was like my first game I played on my own, and mm-hmm. the show, the cards, it all drove it home. And you know, I, you know, played with my wife. We can, you know, there's a Leafeon in my Prius. You know, I just, <laughs> it's, I love that. Uh, it's, you know, it's a black and green Prius with the Leafeon. But anyway. Uh, it's it's just crazy, you know, this thing that, like, people really love and come together. And, you know, <laughs> you guys can't see it, but I forgot that the conjugate of this little minon or, or pussy. <laughs> oh, that's a plus yeah. That's a plus Sorry. Whatever. <laughs> see? See? There you go. Anyway. Uh, There's too many. But not there's enough literally over times. a thousand now. <laughs> you know, well, like, almost, we're almost there. One more generation away from a thousand Pokemon. Yeah. God. God, and you know, I, I throwing back to the past. I didn't think Pokemon was gonna live this long. I mean, I enjoyed it, and I, always I don't think do, anybody did. It's it's like it's just gonna be cool, and you know, things come and go. But holy shit, like Pokemon, fuck, probably Pokemon. Hey, Grandpa, my hair cross. It's like oh, hair cross is so <laughs> two thousand. I remember chocolate, sweet, <laughs> sweet chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny, uh, actually, because I, when I work with kids, they're like, do you know what Pokemon is? 
And I was like, man, I beat so many gym leaders before you were born. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> like, it's like, excuse me, have you ever taken the trip to Mount Silver? I don't think so. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let me teach you a history You ever run with 20 boy. friends at midnight for an Arcanine? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. Have you done that dark cave without having Flash? All the Zubats? I don't think so. <laughs> I did because I had a strategy, guys. I counted the steps. <laughs> Have you ever Evil. had an HM Pokemon? Have you ever had your Bidoof be your HM Pokemon? Uh, HM Slave. Oh, no. Dude, I never did that. I sacrificed dude, it to my team. Like, you're taking one for the team. Dude, <laughs> I, I can't imagine, like, growing up in a world where HMs were weren't a thing like kid like pe- like young kids nowadays will never know the struggle it was <laughs> <laughs> find the hms figuring out which pokemon knowing that you can never get get rid of it just to move on in the game yep how about that whirlpool though oh no <laughs> i'm gonna say this i think whirlpool is the le- most useless Amen. hm you, you, you can't get to the eight gym leader if you don't have Whirlpool <laughs> or whatever. But just seeing those moves as like a regular move now, like Fly doesn't exist anymore, I don't think. No, I don't think so. Some some HMs have transferred over to being regular moves, but there's just some you don't see anymore. Weird. It's it's such... I know. It's it's like... Where do you it? <laughs> I have oh, to. God. I have to give my machoke strength to push this boulder. <laughs> yep. Mm. For many years, Graveler, which I couldn't trade, he was definitely using strength. <laughs> Move that boulder, Graveler. It's not just a boulder. It's a it's rock. A rock. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, what a wor- what a world Pokemon is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, world. Makes me want to play. I'm gonna play Pokemon Stadium when we're done. Yo, I know Joel. You just hopped on the Sword and Shield train. I I'm about to. I all this Pokemon talk. I think I'm gonna finish Let's Go tonight, and I'm gonna we're gonna go. You don't uh, even into... need to. Just and for nostalgia, and... Lisa. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I've been, you know, the Gigantamax ever since, you know, they called Gigantamax, but I remember when they first heard about it, it's like, oh, Joel, you gotta get it, Kaiju mode. I was like, oh, fuck. It's, the, it's, it's <laughs> literally Kaiju, Kaiju mode. mode. It's yeah, so, but, you'll but, love it. You know, I do dislike that they bring in the gimmick and they put it away. I understand, but it, it'll be fun. It'll but, be like, fun. the battle music is so hype. You're gonna love it. I can already hear the song. the remixes you're gonna be doing with I know, it. I can I vision it already. Yeah. Um, but once yeah. once you once you delve into it, we are definitely gonna do some max raids. It'll be so much. Oh fun. yeah, I actually was gonna say. Um, uh, I know someone who's been doing Pokemon tournaments that I play Destiny with. Funny enough, and he uh-huh. fights guys in the UK. I was thinking about like we used to do in the past Pokemon tournament, and he would be like, "You beat everyone else, you fight him," because he's literally like going toe-to-toe with people across the world. I mean, of course, you guys do when you log in sometimes, but um, <laughs> like he's literally been in tournaments over and over and over again, you know? So that'd be so much that fun. might be kind of cool. I'm, I'm down. Yeah, and of course, I think maybe I'll, you know, I'll draft, you know, when I get to it, 
gym leaders, fun, you know, loadouts and stuff like that. Loadouts. Still mm. talking about Destiny. Pokemon. I mean, basically <laughs> loadouts. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let me know so I can breed a proper team. I have my uh, yeah, yeah. particular team right I now. I literally but... could not beat Lisa. I had to have a friend <laughs> help me beat her in a in a 2v2, I think, once. <laughs> I literally could not defeat Lisa. <laughs> and many yeah. other friends because <laughs> i don't do the meta team it's like i want to do with my favorites dumbass me that's not winning <laughs> you have to breathe them to perfection <laughs> yeah i remember that and why oh they have to have this this and this that or if you want them to win i was like i just like my hair across the way it is <laughs> i just want to i just want to be i just want to be a, a pokemon master yeah. Well, that's too bad. <laughs> no, you're gonna get you get shit on by the shuffle for five turns, Joel. Fuck you. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, that's okay. We'll we'll get you there. We'll get you there. All right. I think this is um this has been a very very fun podcast. Um, yeah. Thank you, Lisa, for coming on. Thank you. No hanging problem. out with us. It was heck of fun. It's been very good talking to you again. I hope we can do this again very soon. Maybe yeah, even sure. in person, hopefully. Who knows? <sighs> Damn. That would be super exciting. Yeah, anytime. As long as I'm not at work, I am down. For the get I love it. Mm, especially when it's something yeah. I know about. If we sat here <laughs> talking about like stocks, I would be like silent. But Pokemon, I can talk about. We barely know. I honestly got on it because my friend was like, hey, you'll fuck up Wall Street. I'm like, okay, they fuck people up. So I'll do it. That was Eat the rich. Uh, well, Send we'll try. The Pokemon they, out. They, they got high fences, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks again for hanging out with us today. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. If you do, really appreciate you um, subscribing to the podcast and leaving um, any feedback. Because we always like to improve our show. Yeah, thank you, Carla, and for giving us feedback for last time. Thank you. If you yes, listen all listener. Or whoever listens, thank you for any and all feedback. Indeed. And if you want to keep up with us, uh, we do have a Twitter. It's uh, twitter.com forward slash um, united underscore we nerd. Uh, we will be posting when this episode will go live. You probably already know that by <laughs> by listening to <laughs> by it. Time but, listening. Yeah. But uh, when any other episode goes live, we are available on Apple Music, Google, um, Spotify, and Amazon Music. And hopefully we'll be um, adding more to the list in the future, hopefully. But yeah, thanks so much for hanging out with us. And until next time, keep nerding. <laughs>